Hi, I'm Jim. And I'm David. And this is the Practical Guitarist Podcast. The podcast for people who eat, sleep, and breathe guitar. The Practical Guitarist Podcast is brought to you by Great Lakes Guitar Pickups. Great Lakes Guitar Pickups provides fantasy tones at prices of practical guitars to the world. Featuring top-notch construction, attention to detail, and a fully custom product, if you can dream it, Great Lakes Guitar Pickups can probably build it. Follow them on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pickups. Are you a regular listener? Why not? David here reminding you of all the ways you can participate in the Practical Guitars Podcast. Subscribe using your chosen podcast app. Review us on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. Find our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash practical guitars or on Twitter as at practguitarist. Support the show. Merchandise is available in our Threadless store at practicalguitarspodcast.threadless.com and donate to us via Patreon available at patreon.com slash practicalguitarist. Reach out to us directly via email at questions at practicalguitarist.com. Hello, David. I should probably get my microphone down in front of me, huh? Yeah, you were a little distant. I'm going to have to uh, goose the volume in uh, post. Hello, Jim. Hello, David. <laughs> my volume should be fine. Yes, yes. Uh, Jim is referring to the fact that the microphone was three feet in the air. So, <laughs> whoops. Uh, so, <laughs> we, have a, we have a new segment, which I don't know if we called it this, but it's getting a name now <clears throat> in, our, in our podcast called Tales from Guitar Center. It's this should odd, be fun. It's oddly Halloween centric. Yes, and since Halloween is coming, as a matter of fact, you guys will hear this what the day before Halloween, right? Uh, well, it'll come right. out Wednesday, but uh, yeah. most people probably listen on Thursday. So yeah. So anyway, so Tales from Guitar Center. Woo! All right, so here we go. Okay, so my I have a couple of tales. I have a few tales from Guitar Center, and this will take a few minutes. So buckle up, boys and girls, and whatever else, because we're going to have some fun. Okay. First one. This this poor one comes in, and I have a sense of humor. You know me. I, I'll, I'll laugh about it. So this woman comes in. She's got a um, one of those Digitech hardwired, or not hardwired, bad yeah, monkey, hard- or something monkey. So oh, she's a bad really, monkey. Okay. It was a really heavy metal drive thing she had. No, not, not the bad not monkey. The bad, um, monkey. It's, bad uh, monkey's a tube screamer. I, I want to say hard. It, it wasn't the hard wired. It was it was red, but it was like the. Um, it was a hardware series pedal. Yeah, the hardwire series pedal. But I don't remember the name of it. Anyway, she comes in with it and sh- and she plays acoustic guitar. Oh, I know what it was. It was the hot rod distortion. That's. <laughs> I know. I yeah. <laughs> She comes in, <clears throat> she's got her hands, and she and she can't speak but maybe five words of English, the poor woman. <clears throat> and she comes in, and she uh her daughter is translating for her. Her daughter's this little hyper five-year-old. She's she's all over the place. She's so excited, she's loving, and she loves being a translator. I can see her in the future being a professional translator. She was so good and so sweet, but so funny and so she has charming. all of the power. Yes, so charming. So she comes up to the and she goes, my mommy doesn't know how to. I thought that 
she was being a little smart ass kid because that's what my kids would do. And she goes, my mommy yeah. ha- bought this pedal and she doesn't know how to use it. <laughs> and, and <laughs> she goes, I, she doesn't know what wire to put where. <laughs> and I said, well then. And I looked at her and I said, I looked her mom straight in the eye and I said, she's being very helpful, isn't she? And her mother just nods and smiles like this, like this. Yes, she is. And 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 then later I find out it's because she didn't understand a thing I said. So okay. I was like, oh my god, I felt so bad. And then um, she uh, she you know proceeds to uh, um, the little girl proceeds to explain that her mother speaks primarily Portuguese and she doesn't understand okay. anything I'm going to say. So then I'm I'm trying to help. I'm. I'm going to sell her a power supply. I get from the kid that she wants a power supply. And uh, I said, you put the input here and you put the output here. So you get the guitar goes in here. She didn't have any wires. She didn't have a cable. And I'm like, what the come I'm to sorry. find out. So I, I so I got um, a guy who speaks Spanish at least. Now, uh-huh. now anybody who knows Portuguese is not Spanish, but it's, it's close enough language. that they can usually figure out what's closer. going on. Right. And so they were able to kind of, with the little girl in the middle, they were kind of, but she was, the little girl was so excited. Oh, this strap is pretty. Oh, this album cover is pretty. This, this, you know, because they were standing over by where we had right, record right. albums. And then we had all the stuff that you sell, like that's, that's uh, gift material, like coffee mugs and mm-hmm. t shirts and stuff like that. So she was easily distracted. And uh, so anyway, come to find out, she didn't need the pedal. She's playing an acoustic guitar. Without an amplifier, and she's wondering, and wondering why we don't need the amp, why we don't need a pedal. She thought she was going to get sound out of the pedal. She thought she could just put headphones on, and sound come out. No, but that's not going to mute the guitar either. Um, <laughs> this this one's all sorts of messed up, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was a that was a fun story. Um, the next one it was pretty cool. The, the so the repair guy is working on this acoustic bass. And I've this one's titled The Acoustic Bass Nightmare. Oh my gosh. So the, the customer had bought I, I it looked like one of those Ibanez, you know, the big the big body acoustic right, bass. Right, right. Not not a stand-up people who think it's a stand-up bass. That's a completely different thing. That's um <clears throat> but anyway, one of the acoustic basses. So he brings it in. He had glued the for, first, he had taken his bass, your bass strings are pretty big, right? Yeah, generally. But he had he had taken his saddle, or his bridge in this case, and he had com- he had decided he was going to lower the action, and to do so, he was just going to drill down into that thing. <laughs> so it's <laughs> uh, Jim. Jim, describe my facial expression right now. Yeah, David. David is sitting here going. What My the? jaw is on the floor. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, for real? Um, yeah. Correct so me was, if I'm wrong, but don't you just file the saddle down? This seems like an awful lot of work for a little bit of. It looks turn. like he tried to do it right in the beginning because the whole thing was just like he had just taken a, an exacto and just ripped through it. And then there were these, instead of it being like, like you take the string, if you don't have the proper tool, you take the string and you kind of ease it in. Oh, so this is the, oh, so you're talking about the bridge slot. Right, the slot in the bridge. Okay, so so you're not, the, he took it. Oh, wait, it's worse with the bridge. It's worse with the bridge. What he did no, to but, the bridge. So we, we, are we talking about the nut of the bridge here? <clears throat> We're talking about the bridge, not the nut. Right, so usually he, you would do that with the nut, right? Well, that's why I'm like, 
that's not going to do anything if you have a bridge. Like, <laughs> I mean, uh, that's even worse. Like, so well, he, he dr- the- so he took a drill. He had taken the bridge. And it looked like what he had done at first was take an exacto because it it looked like you know when you work with um, if you ever work with Meerschaum or anything like that, it's a it's playable um, stuff that you can make little figurines and stuff with. It looked like he had tried to do something like that with the bridge saddle, and then <clears throat> he had then instead of like using the string to because you can get your thing down a little bit by just getting the string backwards, just like at the nut. On yeah, acoustic, I mean you can, you can get a little but, lower. But but in all honesty, like <clears throat> you shouldn't. Yeah. Okay. So because <laughs> it gets worse, you, instead of having like at least semicircles, like little smiley faces and like he, he had cut deep V's and what? And then wait, <laughs> I can't stop laughing, people. That's why I'm coughing because it's it gets better. So he must have he must have worn it in or cut it in so much that it buzzed too much. So he had to raise it. So well, when yeah. the, when our tech, I'll call him John because that's his name. When our tech John <clears throat> pulled the finally got the bridge because the guy glued it down. You don't glue those bridges. Yeah, he <laughs> would. So he glued well, it. Well, it falls in. out every time I take the strings off. Yeah, <laughs> because you. Uh-huh. <laughs> So he he had he had glued it in, and because he had taken so much off the top of it, and probably realized he got it too low, he had put a a base string, the part you cut off, and he had glued it in the slot under the the bone. And <laughs> let me guess, he didn't use something that was heat soluble, so yeah. you couldn't even just heat it up and pull it out. Exactly. It took for. Ever. I, honestly, if I was the repair guy, I would have been like, all right, new bridge. Oh, yeah. Or, he t- well, scrape the body. Said, yeah. He said, uh, this guy's getting charged a little bit extra. Oh, but, <laughs> but a little bit. <clears throat> I'll bet you it took an extra hour to get the thing out. And I, I, honestly, I would have been like, look, dude, we're, we're going we're gonna to sand down the top, get it where it needs to be, and then we're going to put a new bridge on it. Yeah, all for about three inches of, of wire, literally. It's the, and and so <clears throat> anyway, he had, he had taken it out. Thought he got it out <clears throat> to find this like because it, it's just like when you take a tire that you've you've gone to a, a tire repair, right? Yeah. And the um the tire repair place you would you would put in that that uh, fix a flat. Yeah. What fix a flat is for those who don't know, it's just rubber that goes in there and just goes. And so when you when the person goes to take your tire off, yeah, it's just a rubbery mess because it. it and so they they some places will charge you extra if you've used fix a flat. Uh, so you definitely will, want to, yeah. yeah, you don't want to tell them because they got to scrape all that crap off. Oh, they're gonna know but, immediately when they open up the oh, tire. Oh yeah, but you don't. You can t- I don't know how that happens. But you anyway, only use fix a so, flat if you're in the last ten thousand miles of your tires. So anyway, he got this thing playing beautifully, <clears throat> but. Um, it, he must have taken two and a half hours on this thing. We should have been a quick pull it off, you know, give a little, give a little love. Right. The um, I have seen some stuff come off a of fingerboard since I've been working there. Oh yeah. That I was like, I don't know what this person is doing. 
where like, that's disgusting. Guitar. <laughs> that is gross. Are they like eating taco? Are, yeah. are they eating like? Are there people that actually eat Cheetos and play their guitar at the same time? That's what I'm wondering. Yes, because because that's what I'm seeing. Dude, that's I've been at I've been at rehearsals before where somebody's eating like a cheeseburger while they're playing, what? and you're going, <laughs> you're just like, dude, you just put new strings on there. Like, what are you doing? What? That's the grossest thing I can think of. Well, <clears throat> so. <clears throat> anyway, that that was a fun thing. So, all right. Now, staying with the repair guy because he's a really nice guy, he's a Swedish person. You know, he's a he's a he's a really nice guy. Um, this kid comes in, and while his mom comes in with the kid. Now, mom and dad obviously have some money because they bought dad they bought son a starter guitar. Guess what the starter guitar was? PRS. It, no, but uh, almost. It was a prestige, an Ibanez prestige, left-handed. This thing had to be a special order. Yep, yep. With a Floyd Rose-esque, you know, they're they're locking tremolo, right? Because they they don't use Floyd Rose. They use yeah, Floyd, they have right? their own. It's the same thing. All right. So the kid comes in, and she says, "I need to return this guitar. It won't stay in tune." And and we're like, "Okay, when did you buy it?" July. Okay. How many times you change the strings on it? Well, he hasn't. He only plays it three hours a week, and that's at, at uh, practice. What do you mean? It, it, uh, let, let, let me. This is my next question. What do you mean it doesn't stay in tune? Okay. Well, it gets better. It gets better. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and he dropped it. So it's got a chip in it. Oh, now no. You can, can't take it back now. No, but he it doesn't matter. He's he, they bought the Assurian, you know, oh, stuff. They can they could do their thing. They have to call. Now, this is the thing that, that they don't explain to you that they should when you buy this. You have to call that number, just like with your right. cell phone. Because believe it or not, the same company that that does your cell phone, that does the TVs you buy at Walmart, that does everything else, yeah, is it's the not same company. Actually, yeah, it's not Guitar Center that's providing right. that. It's Assurian. <clears throat> they they still do a very good job, by the way. I don't I don't, um, they, they, uh, will still cover you, but what they do is they have you then take it to us, but now they give you a number to bring to us to say, Hey, yes, this is our assuring like number RMA, this is, right. right, that you bill against. And that way they could fix the little chip. He put a little chip in the guitar. It wasn't huge, but it is right there. Yeah. The, like I think what he did was he tried to strum it with like a screwdriver or something. I mean, he didn't drop it and get a chip <sighs> like right under the E string where you, where there's no pick guard. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I, maybe, maybe I don't know, but they were good enough to get the the insurance and that, and so it's it doesn't matter how it happened. It could be his dog ate. It doesn't make a difference, right? But here's the here's the funny thing. So somebody had sold this kid a very high end, and I I would have made the sale too, but I would have explained one thing. If you're if it's your first guitar and you're getting a you know a, a locking nut and a locking bridge. You know, a whole locking system. <clears throat> I don't think that I would have sold it to a first timer um, if I knew they were buying the insurance. Because sure enough, they come back and they, and they demand. They're like, "No, you have to, you have to get it back to to where it can play." Like that's not our job. That's not our job. We do not tune your guitar. We do not set up your bridge. That is your job. You bought that bridge. You you set it up. But our <clears throat> our um, tech, he had clocked out already, took and spent an hour and 15 minutes with this kid, even though he didn't have to do anything. Could have told him, pack sand, get the hell out. 
<clears throat> he sat there and, and showed him how to do it. And then, even though he told him he doesn't, he's not going to get paid for this, he set the guitar, he set the Floyd Rose back into or their thing back. Into, but he said, "Here's the thing," because he didn't change the strings. Because you know that would have been. He said, "You need to sit down and watch these YouTube videos, so that you can learn how to change the strings." If you have any questions, you can come ask me questions. But I'll have to take, I'll have to be paid if you want me to change your strings. That's what that's yeah, how right, it right. worked. <clears throat> so and he was he was very good about it, made sure he took care of Ken. I, I had sold a Dean a Dean ML earlier in the day, you know, with the lightning bolts and stuff on it. <clears throat> and I explained to the to the dad, I said, I just want you to understand. He bought the insurance. I said, I want you to understand that that is not covered. <clears throat> but you're going to want to watch some some videos because that is not an easy bridge to set up and not an easy string to set up. And I said, whatever you do, don't try to tune it up there. You know, you tune it down here and so on and so forth. So I did walk it through him because it was his first one. So <clears throat> that was called the high-end starter guitar. I, I thought that was cool. We I saw a 10-string guitar come in. A guy had set up. Yeah. If you want to spend $150 to $200 on a setup on your guitar, it's a good way to do it. Do that because, uh, by the way, you can't just grab a set of 10 string strings off, off the shelf. <clears throat> you can order them. Well, you guys don't sell individuals, right? Not, well, not that would reach 10 strings because I think, I think the biggest 10 string is what? It's, it's closing in on. Well, no, you you would have to buy bass strings in addition right, to bass strings, single right. strings. So, but 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 I don't I didn't know that uh, Guitar Center was still doing single strings. Like a lot of chain stores have stopped doing that. They'll sell single strings. They will do it for certain brands. Yes, for certain brands. Not they you're not going to get a Dario NYXL. Yeah, because they are not individually packaged. We'll talk about <laughs> but that. That's but something to talk about later in the show. Yeah, yeah, they won't. And and. Yeah, so I can't tell you the number of people who come in broken their ears, their e string, and they don't now they want to return the guitar because they don't know how to change the e string. Anyway, so um, <clears throat> then I met a uh, I met a thing I'd never seen before an inverted a guy brought in this bass right It was a fedora and those who know basses they're really high end and it had strap locks on it Dunlop strap locks on it okay that's no big deal have you ever heard of inverted Dunlop strap locks. So they make they make one where you literally bore the hole out and you put the whole thing down in the Oh, it goes into the guitar. In the guitar, so it's flush. And here's what's funny. So I sold him because <clears throat> all he needed was the with the was the part that goes on the strap, right? Right. But we only sell both sides. You gotta get both sides. Yeah. But he was like, that's no problem. So he bought it. He he puts it on, it works. Hey, that's great. <clears throat> Then after work, I go out to open mic and I'm sitting down having a beer. And there he is on stage with his dad. <laughs> and, like, yeah. and he gets off and he goes, Hey, I know you. You sold me these. I'm so grateful. Man, it, it worked out, you know, because he was playing on stage with his dad. Awesome. So I thought that was pretty cool. And I, <clears throat> and um, the uh, last one I have is I, so I met a bass I'd never heard of and guitar company I'd never heard of. It's called Esh, E-S-H. Never heard of it myself. Okay, so this band that plays them, there's a, there's a specific band, and our really ha um, hardcore metal guys would know, look up an Esh Stinger. <clears throat> oh, okay. And, uh, what? You know, 
<laughs> you know, man. No, yeah. I'm looking at the. Yeah, so basically, it's an Iceman. Basically, for two thousand dollars <laughs> oh. to twenty five hundred, and they literally just came to the United States. But <clears throat> when this guy got his, and and pretty much for the most part, because like Chapman, they've got a very small numbers. Um, you got to go to Germany to get them. And uh, so they, um, he's trying to make what's, yeah, these what's look the band's like, name? Yeah. The heavy metal band's name? I don't know, but they look like Framus equivalent stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're high end. Um, anyway, they're trying to build a band based on those guys, and so he's uh, he's buying all the gear that they have. And we've talked about that before. I wanted to, you know, I I was wearing my my um, tone T shirt. Yeah, the hierarchy. Our, Hierarchy of tone, mm-hmm. tone pyramid. And I said, "Yep." And I said, uh, um, "This right here." <laughs> I said that guitar is not the most important thing. <clears throat> um, then I had um, our repair guy, John. He goes, uh, "You're missing one thing from your hierarchy of tone." I said, "What's that?" Your pyramid of tone. I said, "What's that?" He goes, "The most important part." I said, "No, the fingers. That's the person wearing it." <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty fun. No, gotta, tone is do. not in the fingers, folks. Nah. Tone is not technique. It's not the same thing. What are you drinking? So anyway, I am Diet Dr. Pepper. Diet Dr. Yeah. Pepper. So, uh, and it's shaped like a football. See, it's got the football thing. I can't um, tell because the connection's so bad at night, like the camera's going in and So out I let, and, oh, is it? Yeah. So uh, I let, uh, I let go of my church gig. Yeah, I um, I didn't feel. How do I say this? You didn't I didn't feel the spirit. <laughs> no, no, I. Um, I didn't feel that I was the right person. It's 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 um. I don't think acoustic solo acoustic guitar is is right for that. Unless you're like a flamenco or a, or a classical guitarist, um, because they do. They do very uh, traditional hymns, mm-hmm. and uh, this week, this week, I had all the hymns ready, and then Saturday, while I'm at Guitar Center working, I get a I get a text. Can you learn these songs for tomorrow? Because our uh, our pastor wants to do these two songs, and I'm like, I just spent a week learning the other stuff. <laughs> I get home and I'm like, great. So sight reading to the rescue. I went, I did it. The the pastor, you know, thanked me and I said, I appreciate it very much, but this is my last week. I'm not gonna be able to do it anymore. So yep. Yeah, I mean, it sucks to hear that. Um, but I I know that stuff's tough and 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 it's it's a lot of work involved. Like I don't think I don't yeah. think anybody realizes until they've actually done it how much work being a worship leader actually you know, involves like you got to prepare all the music. If you've yep. got a band, you got to get them all in the same place to rehearse that organization yep. level. If you've ever had a band, it's the same thing just for Saturday and Sunday service, you know? Um, and unlike the band, you can't say, Oh, Fred got ill. So we're just going to, we'll take a week off. You can't take a week off. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really get that ability to, it's kind of like being the house band for somewhere. Which yeah. not a lot of people get to do that, but you know. And for those who do the the, uh, the every week thing, <clears throat> um, 
being in a in a band band like if you're in a in a christian band where um if you're not the linchpin like a lot of these groups they have revolving musicians they they revolve through people on a weekly or bi-weekly right. basis where i'm the only one i'm the vocalist i'm the musician i pick the music i have to set up everything i have to get i have to coordinate with the um uh the the person to get the music into the i'm i'm every bit of the worship leader and the worship team right so it was all on my shoulders and it was just too much it was just it was crumbling and the reason that i went to church was fading into all right if you don't do this you're not going to get a paycheck right cuz any other week if i was feeling it if I was feeling under and just crushed church is the way i could release but this was church the was the reason i felt like i was being yeah, crushed right right just, yeah, I think I think you got to have like a certain kind of aptitude to be able to get through that situation, and you've got to really be devoted to doing just that. Yeah, and with you having with you having the new job and and uh, also yeah. your you know regular band, band. and stuff. Yep. I mean that's that's going to be tough. Yep. So I don't know, man. Like I'm, I'm sad to hear it, but at the same time, like I think you're I think you're in the right place. I don't think anybody right. wants to see. We've all met a worship leader at some point who's like. Yep. in that boat and they're just doing it because yep. it's an obligation, whether it's financial right. or not. I mean, it's just an obligation at that point. And they're like going through the motions. Um, and I'm <clears throat> call me, call me uh, uh, idealistic, but I don't believe that money should be the reason that you do worship. No, I don't think either. so either, but, but I understand not the central reason. I understand. Like if you're into it and you're making more money and you're going to different churches because they're like, they need somebody who's got the spirit per se. I mean, I guess that's a commodity, but I still kind of like, I still kind of take issue with that. It's like, wait a minute. Why should no, this I guy get, get paid more? Because he, you know, feels the need to commune with God more. Like that's messed up. Right. I get that. Okay. If, if you're a, um, Hill Tom, a Hill song, I almost said Hilltop. a Hill song. Uh, that's an area of Virginia beach, by the way. Yeah. Um, if you're a Hill song, uh, musician and people are paying you to go, church to church to church right. and they're doing all this stuff. I get it because it's a, it's a part of the the thing and, and it does cost money. There 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 are costs involved. There are things you got to do and you give up your time. Oh and yeah. You give up your your to do this. Yeah, and, and in the so bigger churches like have the rehearsal time they have to compensate you because you right. you would like have to not have a job in some cases. I mean so, Right, exactly. You would not have a quote unquote day job. You you are doing this and that's all you do. I'm not a person who gives lessons and can go, okay, I can I can rotate things and move things around for the Yeah, for the church I cannot the stand that. That just stresses <clears throat> me out when I have to juggle my schedule like that. Right. And so that's why for me it was it was becoming work and I go to worship to worship, not to work, <laughs> and I didn't want to do that anymore. So it, it, it you could call me idealistic, you can call me a fool, you can call me whatever, but I felt that that they they said to me they said well you're not quitting are you and I said no I think I just need to I just need to breathe a bit and uh, because I think that that there were some people in the parish because of the reasons that that I wound up there in the first place that thought uh, um, that maybe it was a repeat of <clears throat> the last individual I was like no no that's not I don't no. have anything like that I don't have any bad feelings I don't have any you know there's no overarching reasoning it's just you think it's a better direction for them as well as yourself, right? Right, and and so we got an organist. Uh, we uh, we found an organist. That's awesome. The, that's the thing. 
All right. Let's switch gears. So let's switch gears. We covered the what the hell happened to Guitar Center this week. We covered the what the hell happened in your church this week. Um, <laughs> what the hell is happening in my life right now? Um, oh, nobody cares. No one really cares. I mean, <laughs> my wall's still screwed up. My floors are still screwed up. Um, uh, I'm still fighting, you know, with the association. Is that, and all is that a together. toilet or a, or, a, or a sink sitting in your living room? No, I see it that thing there? that's right behind me, that's a laundry hamper. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so it, it looks like a safe. Jim folks. can't see this, but like directly behind me, there is like a pile of stuff, and it's all stuff imagine. that came out of the living room and is in my office area right now, um, yep. because I have no place to put it. And frankly, we need to keep the cement floors open in case of more right. flooding. Uh, we did have heavy rain last night and yesterday, all yep. day yesterday. Um, I didn't today. have any water come in, so it was good. Um, good. Which you know, I figured they fixed the drain. It's all great now. But I'm just, you know, I'm fighting to get, you know, the work done and get it done in a timely manner because we're heading towards winter. So I don't really want to be messing around with this in the winter, um, no. particularly with my walls exposed. It's going to get pretty chilly in here pretty quick. Um, so nevertheless, they're supposed to come out and take a look at that this week. But um, along with all those woes, and we talked about my financial woes last week, um, yep. moving on for the car, that's taken care of. That's done and over with. My uh, oh, you did. car you, should you, be paid off at this car. point. I haven't logged into I paid the account check, off. but um, it'll be it'll either be paid off now or it'll be paid off like a Monday, Tuesday. So here's um, a funny story for you. Hold on, I got to tell you this because it's just funny. So I pay my car off, right? And it, it, they got a number. They say payoff is. So I put that in. I put that money, transfer it into the thing, and then it said that more was due, and I'm like, what? Yeah. I mean, it was it wasn't big, but it was a dollar twenty eight. But I'm like, are you kidding me? You are nickel and diving me for a dollar twenty-eight after all this time. Yeah, dude, they want a dollar twenty-eight for the interest on the day you pay it. That I get it's, the feeling that that's nuts. what it was. Yeah, it's exactly what yeah. it is. Um, I got my payoff letter and I looked at it and it basically says like two dollars thirty-seven cents per day. Uh, post the payoff letter like that's the so I, you know, I sold the car. They like they said they're taking care of it. So I'm like, you know what? If you're gonna come back to me over ten bucks. I'm just going to slap you and be like, you know what, dude, you just bought like a $12,000 car. Like just deal with right. it. Right. <laughs> you know, just eat the $10. Well, they're, like it's fine. They're, su they're supposed to give you a 10 day payoff. Well, that's what it is. It's a 10 day payoff, but then there's a per interest per day charge in addition to that. So that's the way I've always seen payoff letters. Like, so maybe they didn't do that 20 years ago, but they're doing that now. And they have, you know, for the last 10 years, at least. Oh, no, you know, they've, they've done it all the time. What they, what they do is they say, if you pay it off in 10 days, that's how this is. This is because typically what happens is they they actually overcharge you on purpose. Right. They say here's the ten day payoff, and they'll build in ten days of interest into right. That. And then at the end of that ten days, if you have to go eleven, twelve, thirteen, that's why they say and any interest would be this many dollars per yeah, day. That's after that. Yeah, I've seen it where it's like basically like any day after the receipt of the letter, you pay an additional like two dollars, including the wow. date of the letter. So really, the payoff amount they give you is like a buck eighty seven short or something stupid like that. Yeah, um, that's what happened to me. Dollar twenty eight. Yeah, well, it's better than like an early termination fee or something crazy like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that stuff's crazy. Um, I, I'm I'm glad the days of that stuff are starting to to wax and wane. It doesn't seem like uh, most loans are doing that anymore. But anyway, yeah. Um, that's a whole other thing. We could do a whole episode on how to buy a car for for uh, musicians. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Because, well, first off, you know, every musician I've ever met has bought the wrong car for being a musician. Um, I have one. 
and it's the wrong car. And they they, they just don't like this. Just doesn't enter into our equation because we're cheap, right? But then the other yep. thing is like we have a tendency to not know how to. We can negotiate for instruments till we're blue in the face, but when you sit down yep. and negotiate a car deal, I I yep. again I've had conversations with other musicians. I'm like, you did what? Like <laughs> that's not how you do that, you know. Um, so we, maybe that's a topic for another day. We'll we'll cover that. But anyway, so I got um I got all that stuff going on. My financial situation being what it is. Yep. Um, I'm playing with old Stumpy, which is like yep. folky, poppy rock and uh, blues and uh, country music, right? So mm-hmm. I played my Kiesel seven string at the last gig. Um. Okay. I obviously have strats, right? Like I could have brought my S500, but I didn't want to mess around with my patches and the Kemper to match that guitar because I knew if I mucked around with it the day of the show, like I was going to have a nightmare. Um, right. So I'm, I, now we're kind of settling in the next gigs in late November and I'm, and I'm trying to figure out, do I want to go get a Telecaster before the next gig? And there are a couple of reasons for that. I want a cheap Telecaster, right? I don't want anything like an Affinity Tele would be fine um, because I don't want anything that I'm going to care about. Um, I know that seems absolutely insane, but I want something that like if it gets knocked off the stand, I can laugh and be like, oh, buy another one, you know? Um, yeah, I, Jim, you're pointing at your Affinity Tele. I know we're going to get there. No, no. We're going to get there. Oh, okay. I'm not, buying, I'm not buying your Affinity Tele. No, um, no, I don't want you to buy mine. Okay. <laughs> All right. And and that's the thing. So I've been on Reverb and I've been I've been on eBay the last couple of days just looking at looking at tellies. Like not just affinities, but like standards, squire standards, squire affinities, um, GNL ASATs, the the classic ASAT, which is like in similar ballpark price wise. Um, I don't want to spend more than three hundred bucks. And there's a logic to that. Like this is a guitar that I want to be able to spill beer on it and not care about. Be like, oh, I can offer this play. I wouldn't spend more than $200 on it. Well, keep going. Well, because I want something that's playable, right? Um, and that's <laughs> that, that's basically what it boils down to. Playable, and and it's going to have a little bit of roadworthiness um, in the sense that I, it's not going to get destroyed if somebody does that. Like, I'd like to be able to, if I had to swap a knack, I could do that, you know, keep on trucking and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Because, you right. know, you can get a Squire Affinity neck for 60 bucks. Oh, yeah. So. You get a Squire Affinity for 60 bucks. Uh, no. No, and that's that's where I'm going with this. So I've been on Reverb, but I've been trolling around. I found some really cool guitars. But you know what I found? Squire owners seem to think their guitars are worth way more than oh, they are. Um, some, of these, some of these people, like Epiphone owners too. Oh, dude, I, I, I kid you not. If you go on Reverb right now, look at Classic Vibes used. You will find every Classic Vibe on Reverb used is like 375 to 400. That's new price, folks. That is the new price. No, I am not. I am not. Because I've been, and, 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 and I found out why, and it still doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Because, right, so this is the reason they're expensive on Reverb. They're out of stock at Sweetwater. So you can't go to Sweetwater and order one. But I could probably go to Guitar Center and order one. Or, you know, some other music. Re- so I'm like scratching my head. I'm like, wait a minute. Does Sweetwater really own the business that much that, you know, people are like, oh, they're out of Sweetwater. They must be sold out all over the United States. There's a lot of Squire dealers out there. I mean, like, you can find them. It's not hard. Trust me. Um, 
But anyway, these guys they they they're taking the intrepid approach of, well, they couldn't find it on they couldn't find it on Sweetwater, so we'll just price it at three seventy five with fifty dollars or sixty dollars shipping. By the way, if you order for Sweetwater, you're getting free shipping. Um, three seventy five with like you know sixty dollars shipping. So wait, I'm paying more than new at that point. Yeah, and I I. I I didn't believe it at first. I was like, oh, they're just expecting you to make a lowball offer and then they'll accept it. But then I got to thinking and I was like, I was looking around. And I found one that didn't even have naked offer turned on for three seventy five with $60 shipping. I was like, what? <laughs> Who's buying this? You know, and oh, and then they even and then they explicitly state in the ad like, well, ship in box does not have, you know, case or whatever. And I'm like, seriously? Now, I know squires don't come with a case, but. Really? 375 bucks, $60 shipping, and you're not even going to throw in a cheapy gig bag. Like, what? In what world is this okay? So I started reaching out to some of these guys. And you got to pay tax on it. I started messaging and reaching out to some of these people. And I'm like, yeah. all right. um, Hey, you know, these guitars really aren't worth this much. Um, If you look at the sold items, you'll see that they go for around 300 bucks. Uh, What's it going to take to make that happen? You know, 300 bucks, $25 shipping, $30 shipping, like, and I'm, virtually no one responded. Um, I did find one, which, I, which I'm balking on, and we'll get to that, that I really liked. It had, it had been customized to hell. I mean, it was a deal, right? But I was like looking at it, and I'm like, you know, I better read up on this because there's a reason that this is a deal. So what I found out, which I didn't know, um, dummy me. I'm not into Telecasters, so there's a good reason why I didn't know this. We know that the Telecaster pickups are non-standard. Um, they don't, they're not El Nico. They don't, they have like ceramic bar magnets. They're, they're kind of funky, right? Like they're not like real Tele pickups. Um, and from my understanding, the bullet Tele pickups are basically the same deal. Um, but what I found that was really interesting, Jim, is if you look and you find, let's say you see, find an 09 Affinity Tele, the bridge is in a different place. It's not in a different place. That's the funny part. They've used like funky bridges on those guitars and they're not replaceable. You have to get a, a, an affinity tele bridge to have a drop in bridge because to my, to, to, to what I found like Googling around and taking a look, um, they're using a non-standard bridge. They're not, they're not string through bodies. So, um, You'd have to, if you're going to get a string through body bridge, you'd have to actually drill the holes and add the ferrules. Ferrules. Um, yeah. Yep. And that sounds like more trouble than it's worth. Um, and the other thing is, like, I was thinking, well, I could upgrade this thing over time. I could put a Babix bridge on it or whatever. And that's not going to happen. So now I'm looking at classic vibes. Um, and I'm looking at standards. Because I think standards have, I, I need to find that out before I would buy one. But I think they have a standard bridge as well. Um, and it's just, it's one of those quirky, stupid things where it's like, why would they do that? Well, because they wanted to cripple the ability to upgrade that guitar. They figure if the drill, the holes aren't pre-drilled, then you're going to move up rather than up than try to upgrade the existing guitar, which is okay. But I'm just saying, um, for all these guys that are doing these um, videos where they're, oh, just put new pickups in it and it'll be just as good as the real deal. You are on drugs, okay? Because you're you're missing not just tonal variation but you're missing things like the quality of parts will it rust out you know is it going to be is it going to be playable in 10 years i would say most guitars even even your squire stuff will be playable in 10 years 
But I'm saying like, if you have to replace something, are you going to be able to? Because that's a huge deal. Like Affinity Telebridges, there's probably going to be an aftermarket modding community for that eventually. But right now there's not. So if you want to, like I, I was reading, uh, some guy did do an upgrade and he went through all this trouble to find like the measurements and he had to put, he had to put his existing uh, bridge saddles that are calipers and everything else. So he could find compatible saddles for his Telecaster, for his affinity Telecaster bridge. I'm like, dude, it's more trouble than it's worth. Spend the extra 50 or hundred bucks and get a standard. Cause then you won't have to worry about it. But here's the funny thing. So if you look at uh, Fender's offerings right now, um, I'm going to pull them up so we can talk about it. If you look at Fender's offerings right now on Telecasters from the Squire line, um, you will find, and I'm pulling it up, so you'll have to bear with me while I'm doing this, but you will find that there's an extremely limited selection of colors in certain models. And this is done for a reason. So um, it's it's just a, an interesting uh, observation I made. So if we go and look, Squire Tellies starting at 199. So the bullet, and that's funny too, because they say that starter tallies are starting at 199. The bullet is 169 bucks. So even their website's wrong. We actually found a couple of spelling errors in their websites too, which is even more in, in interesting. Um, so like an Affinity Telecaster, right? It comes in orange, it comes in Olympic white, it comes in uh, red, and it comes in, I want to say, I'm not seeing a burst, but I think they did. I think they do do a uh, sunburst on that. I may be wrong. It may be solid color only. Silver, green, um, orange. They do do a sunburst. Um, and then they do the the um, really bad looking um, butterscotch and black, white. So there's a couple of colors, right, for the Affinity Series, right? Here's where it gets interesting. So if we look at the... Um, so they killed the, uh, they killed the standard series. You can still get standards. Which is which I find interesting. Yeah, there's a guy selling one here locally. So they were made in Indonesia. Yeah, yeah, but but three hundred bucks. So there's no so there's no intermediate series anymore. Nope. All right. Fair enough. That makes a lot more sense because I'm like, why is the standard only available in two colors? Um and and. For all intents and purposes, that's exactly what they what they did. I mean, it, there was a white and a, or there was a, a butterscotch and a, the white, the um, see through white, which actually I kind of like that one. But then, so then the rest of the line is humbucker tellies, which, you know, I don't I don't understand the appeal of that. Um, do one or two, not four, um, which they've done eight actually. Um, I think they've done eight. Sounds right. Yeah, it's crazy. There's some Chris Shiflet or something that that has a, uh, a signature one. Yeah. Is it Shiflet? And uh, I don't get it. So the classic vibes, they're available right now. They're $350 for the, for the 50s version and then $400 for the 60s. Um, I know they're decent guitars. Like, I've had my hands on a couple of them already. Um, I didn't, but I just, I, like that's a lot of money for a guitar that I just want as a beater. Um, and I don't want to buy. So here's the thing. I don't want to buy a Harley Benton. I want it to look right. I want it to, you know, 
have some pedigree, um, which sounds ridiculous for, for being a beater. Right. But the other thing is like probably Ben's have no resale value. So if I had to get out from under this, I could. Um, and the other thing is like, I've always kind of wanted to, I, I've had a, actually I've had an affinity telly before, um, but I'd kind of like to get another one. I, I sold the one I had um, to get something else. And like, I didn't miss it when I sold it and I really don't miss it now, but I, I still have to scratch that itch and like it's, it's there. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I could get a Harley Benton, but I'm going to pay, I'm going to pay $110. It's going to come from, you know, plus $36, yeah, plus $36 shipping. It's going to come from Germany, which means I'm going to wait two months to get it. You know, by that time, you know, I don't know where the, this gig is even going to go. Um, so I don't know. And then the other part of me is like, I'm kind of slapping myself. I got a, I got an old white, uh, Olymp Olympic white. I think it's Olympic white. Um, Jimmy Von Strat, right? The, I don't play. Um, I could just take this money and go put a neck on it and then be like off to the races. And granted, that guitar is worth almost 800 bucks now. So do I really want to do that? Uh, you know, it's kind of. Well, taking the, the, the nice thing about taking the neck off the Jimmy Von Strat, doing whatever you want. You can always put the neck back on it and sell it. Sure, sure. But I think that the but biggest it's not going to be a beater then. Because then I'm going to be like, right. this is, and plus no, I also have sentimental value attached to this guitar. Right. That's, no, it won't. And I, and that's, that's a big no-go. Yeah. But so, do I need it at all? So you know what I mean? Like, do I even need right. a telly? Like, can I do this stuff without it? Well, here's my here's my thing. So I've got the affinity, obviously. Mine was a scratch. Right. Man. I was lucky. I had I, that's in. what I was hoping to get used. It's like something that got kind of been beat up or like modified to the point where somebody didn't want it anymore. Here's the problem with them. They don't last long on the used market. They just don't. The ones, the ones that are overpriced. You're right. The the uh, just the, sit for months. For whatever reason, the Squire Classic Vibes sit on the used market in our area too forever. Yet I can walk into a store and watch them churn affinities and uh, what's the next one up? The um, the standards. There's another one. The standard, which are yeah, gone. But in the used market, they're still. Going I'm around. waiting for Squire to relaunch the standards. They're churning those things out left and right. And there's a new classic five series coming, which is why I don't understand why the people with the current class that's why Sweetwater is well, out and Guitar Center's only got like one. Well, that's what I'm looking at. So like a lot of the ones I'm seeing, I guess this these have already appeared and then the run is empty. Yeah. Because I've seen some of them used that have the appointments like the new ones. So Right. And so why would you buy that and then sell it that fast? Like, it no doesn't idea. make any sense. And that, it's, not like, this, it's not like it's a collector's this market. Is, yeah, I was just going to say, this is not a market where, oh my gosh, like we need these so bad that I'm going to pay a premium right. because there's none available. Exactly. So what did Fender, Fender has announced those, right? They Well, I saw uh, Anderton's had done a thing yeah, on them. They've been, they've and, been, because uh, they're listed as new on their website right now. Yeah, so that makes sense. So you can go to a Telecaster, and and it just it, it kills me, you know. Squire, first of all, <clears throat> um, yep, you're right. So they're and they're at four hundred dollars, and that's what when like you said when you get done paying shipping and stuff, you're only saving like twenty five bucks. I can go in and get somebody to give me that deal at Guitar Center. Well, yeah, that's so. Here's I can get. 
as a regular consumer, I could walk in and get thirty dollars off. I can get I can get these things for three. They're uh, well, I just forty. Well, I just off. I can get them for three sixty all day long. So I just said that the, the, the butterscotch right is three fifty because yep. they lowered the price. <clears throat> they did. Yep. Um, and so they so here's a butterscotch one for three fifty. They're four hundred dollars on the used market. Like, that's insane. Well, wait a minute. What? <laughs> that's <clears throat> that's insane. I can get the. I'm talking about the highest end, the three ninety nine, yeah, like the, the classic 60s vibe, classic Telecaster vibe. thin line, oh, or the seventies vibe. Yeah, I don't want that. And no, I'm just saying I can get that thing. That's four hundred dollars. I can walk into Guitar Center any day of the week and get that thing for yeah. Yeah, I mean for three hundred and forty dollars. I can call up my rep at Sweetwater Tomorrow. and get the same deal. It's, yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. that's why I'm like, I don't understand. So why would you do that? I don't. I because people are dumb, and the, and and this is yeah. this is. We talked about this in the show before. There's always somebody willing to take advantage of dumb people, but I I'm just not that person. Like, I'm I I have no desire to do that, and I'm not going to be a victim of it either. So if that means I don't get one, I don't get one. I don't really care. Um. Uh, other right. gear stuff like we need to we need to talk about what Strymon did this week oh and yeah so i'm gonna yep. inject my own opinion but I, but i want to make this very clear i haven't touched this product yet but i want to talk right. about the launch of the product and not so much the product itself i mean it's going to come up as part of the discussion but i want to talk about how they launched this thing um so it gets leaked right somebody somebody posted on the chicago music exchange website an accident and then it comes up in search results now Somebody knew to search for this. So my guess is this was leaked before by somebody else in the community that passed it on to their buddy and then their buddy found it and then their buddy leaked it. Like, you know, it's one of those kind of deals. Um, Jim, you know, you, you're working for Guitar Center. You find out about stuff before it happens all the time. Right. Um, yep. And and so, um, and I've been privy to a lot of this stuff too, but I do my duty not to, you know, not to screw the people that tell me these things. So I'm not going to talk about this stuff where it happens. But so I'm looking at this thing, um, the Iridium, right? For, first thing I want to point out, uh, Amp One already has an Iridium, or is it Blue Guitar? Yeah. Amp One Iridium Edition. <laughs> blue Guitar. Um, yeah, Blue Guitar Amp One Iridium. Now I don't think he'll sue them. But he probably has a pretty good case if he does, because his existed before theirs did in the in the public specter, right? Specter or whatever. Um, his was announced at Nam, so you know. Sorry, Strymon, new name. Um, the other thing is, uh, they announced this thing. It gets leaked. Twenty four hours later, videos go up, right? So the embargo ends, and um, Strymon posts. I think it's what two or three videos on this thing. So what the iridium is, if you're not familiar, it's it's a three channel pedal that does three different amps, right? Three amp sounds. So it has um, a deluxe reverbish sound, like Fender sound, which will, in the same way that Line Six will, allow you to use your mid control to go all the way to tweed. Um, it has a boxish sound, right? which can get kind of into like matchless territory. It can get like a little gainier than the typical Vox. And um, actually I take, I take issue with their thing about, Oh, it's gainier than your regular Vox. They're like, it's like at, at three o'clock or whatever, it's like a Vox. And then he plays it. And I'm like, dude, Voxes get gainier than that. Like, I don't know where you're at, dude, but I I've heard Voxes with a lot more gain than that stock. Um, so 
that aside, and then the third channel is a is a Marshall Plexi esque sound, which goes into uh, like hot rod territory if you turn it if you turn the gain all the way up. Now, yep. typical typical Strymon fashion, you know, it's in a small enclosure, um, requires special power. Uh, it's an expensive pedal at four hundred dollars. Um, it has cabinet modeling, IR based cabinet modeling, which you can load your own IRs. It comes with three R R IRs preloaded. Um, and it has a room control, which allows you to blend in this like fancy IR based room reverb, which is cool. Um, my Kemper allows me to do a similar thing, um, when I'm using headphones and whatever. So, and I think I can even do that on the, uh, on the speaker outs or whatever, but I'm, I just don't mess with it because like, I want to hear the amp dry when I'm, cause I'm tweaking for, you know, for like a venue. I don't want to hear anything extra that I'm not going to have turned on the venue. Um, but for this pedal, it might be, might be useful. I, I actually like the concept of what they did, which is a very simpler, mo very simple modeler and meant to go at the end of a pedal board direct to a PA. What I don't like is they did it for $400. What were they thinking? Like uh, the, all of the Strayman big box pedals are like 300 ish, right? 350. They go on the used market for like 25 bucks less than new, which is pretty insane. Um, and it's all hype, in my opinion, um, because there are, are great quality offerings that do very similar things from other manufacturers. We'll, we'll talk about that later, too. But anyway, they launched these two videos, um, the two that I watched anyway, and there might be a third one. We're, we are now prepared for the hate mail from oh. all of the... <laughs> I don't hate Strymon. I just don't, like, I don't, I just don't have any desire just... to get in bed with, with a digital pedal company that's producing pedals where we are paying the development costs 10 years after the pedal debuts. That's craziness. Yeah. Yeah. They should have come down in price. Yeah. I mean, I, like I know that there's obviously a value and the value is what people are willing to pay for it, but you guys, you're speculating, you're speculating, you're causing the price of the stuff to stay expensive. And it's not like it's rare. No, it's not. Like it's you not. can't just go to Sweetwater or I Guitar Center. I can't tell you how many people that just cruising around it's, the local music scene. I've seen they've got like three Strymon pedals on their board. And you're going. It's harder to buy. It's harder to buy a classic vibe. <laughs> guitar Center. Brand guitar new. Center isn't even a dealer Strymon, right? My, my, am I correct in that? They don't deal Strymon. I don't think so. No. But yeah. they have them because they'll be in the used yeah. bins all the time. I mean, yeah. they don't stay there very long, but they're in there. Um, Yep. So here's the thing. Um, that's that's kind of my diatribe against the Strymon like cult, right? Because it's a cult. That's what it is. There are a Sweetwater does sell. Not them, everybody's in the cult that uses Strymon pedals, but there are a lot of people who are in the cult, and those are the guys that have got like the Timeline, the Big Sky, and the uh, whatever the modulation pedal is, the Big Box modulation, right? Um, so here's the thing: if this had been a Big Box pedal with a couple more models in it. And maybe some fancier reverbs or something. I think the price point of like 450 would have been reasonable. It's got three models in it. I mean, I mean, yeah. come on. I can buy, I can buy uh, several different modelers from several different companies that will give me the functionality that this does. Yeah. Um, one of them being for a little bit more. Money. One of them being Atomic. Mine's next. Atomic did it years ago. Atomic. They had the same concept. Yeah, Atomic did. Um, yep. and I'm looking at their stuff right now, like really hard because I'm like, you know, for open mics, I could just put that in looper on the same board. Um, yep. and, and that may be that at some point, if I get a used deal on one, like that's the thing I do. But, um, right now, I mean, I, I'm not really in the amp modeling game, but, I, but I will tell you this much. I've heard 
these these video clips that Strayman put out. Now, they're, the one they did with their uh, their sound engineer, the guy that helps design their pedals, I guess, um, or their marketing guy. I don't know what he what exactly his capacity is. I I listened to it and I was like, there's nothing here that's really special, right? And that was that was my gut reaction to the pedal, and that's when I posted in the group because I watched that video and I was like, there's nothing really special going on here. Why is this four hundred dollars? Right. Um, yep. And then. Agreed. And then about an hour later, I saw that there was another video and it was them and like, I don't know whether it was um, like their beta group or people from Strymon showing how they're using it. And it right, was right, pathetic. Right. That video was awful. Well, who over there in their marketing department was like, let's green light this shit. Like, I, and I, I know we're trying to like get away from swearing on this show, but like, that's uh, honestly... That's that's the way I feel about this. If you if you go look, I mean, there's a there's a part of that video, and I think it's like four minutes in. You don't have to watch the whole thing. It's like thirty minutes long. It's a really long video, because um, it's like you know little fifteen second or twenty second vignettes. But there's a part in there where they bring out the Strayman sunset, and they have it plugged into the um to the uh, iridium, and then when they engage uh-huh. the sunset, it it just sounds like ass. Like it sounded horrible. <laughs> I was like, what are they doing? Why would they show us this? This is the worst was, possible thing you could do. Who was another company that did that? I was like, why would you have included this? Is the worst tone I've ever that, heard now, in my entire now, life. To be fair, Zvex has done this, right? But Zvex does it, and and Zvex does it, and it supports their brand. So. When you see like the Fuzz Factory video and they're like, it does all sorts of wild and crazy stuff. And then they show you like the gate knob and like squealing stuff and things are blowing up, you know, um, you kind of expect that from Zvex. Uh, and if you don't like, that's kind of the charm of that pedal is it's out of it. It's totally out of control. Strymon has never delivered a pedal with that kind of attitude behind it. And these aren't hilarious situations. They're billing this stuff is like, Oh, this sounds great. And, and, because they really like, it would be great if they went on Twitter and they said, "Hey, everybody, send us send us videos of you using the Iridium and show us your tone." And then they and then they spliced a bunch of them together and put them on YouTube. Um, that would be great viral marketing, right? Like that would be really cool. But no, that's not what they did. They put their seal of approval on it, as in we're producing this video, and therefore we're putting our rubber stamp on it. This is great, and this is how we think you should use the Iridium. Um. So I saw Ryan Burke got one um, from 60 Cycle Home. And he did, I haven't watched that video He did his yet, live stream so. yet. Don't bother with his live stream. Because it's not him. The audio quality is like, because it's a live stream. And he's basically just plugging right. it directly into his, um, his sound card and, and showing what it can do. And, and actually, I yep. would say his live stream is quite a bit better um, than some of the other tonal clips I've seen from Strymon, right? But it's right. like you can tell that it's you know it's bad audio quality and stuff. Um, and he likes it. He thinks you know hats off to him. And and you know what? He's probably not in the minority. I think it's probably pretty good. Um, you can't ask four hundred dollars for a piece of crap product. If you if you do, you will be the laughing stock of the community, and everybody will turn on you. Even if you're striming, it doesn't matter. Um, so I kind of think this is going to be a decent thing. I just don't think it's for me. And I don't think it's for a lot of people because if you're budget conscious, which I, the way I look at it is like most of the people who need a pedal builder to amplifier these days, like something to do that, they're kind of budget conscious. 
because they want convenience and that's more important than, you know, because they probably got amps, right? Um, or they've got modelers. Yeah. I got I got to say something about the Strymon Radium and the Blue Guitar Amp 1 okay. Radium. They also both went with a black. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's why I'm saying he has a pretty strong case against them at this point. I just thought it was funny that they went with a black pedal. He's got a black edition. I really want the, to talk about the Strymon or the, the – uh, Amp one iridium at the end of this too, because that thing yeah. is cool. Um, yeah. So, all right, Strive and find great. Do this. I saw the Sweetwater video after I posted my comments in the Facebook group. If you haven't joined your Facebook group, please do it. Lots of cool stuff goes down there. Um, I I I saw the Sweetwater video. The Sweetwater video made the thing sound pretty good, and. At the end of the video, they even put a tube screamer in front of it, and it didn't sound like dog turds. Um, so I, I, I'm going to go try it. Like, I want to, I, which means I'm probably going to have to go to Chicago Music Exchange, um, which I don't really like going there. It's a pain in the ass to get to. Um, but I do want to try it. I want to try it for our show listeners. I want to add it to our list of uh, modeling stuff that we have in their announcements on our Facebook page. Um, and kind of get an idea. This is opening the floodgates for a new generation of product, though. So Atomic does it. Atomic's kind of a B-list product company. Strymon does it. That's an A-list company. Now other companies are going to look at Strymon and go, crap, we have a hole in our product line because we need to provide something like well, this. <clears throat> so this is what I see. This is from – and, of course, I don't, I don't have one. But I see a pedal with the footprint of their – Typical drive pedals Which is great. before they came out with the big one. So it's it's small. Yep. Um, it looks like it takes up about a pedal and a half size of real space. Um, it's got – it goes for simple but effective. Three uh, <clears throat> three amps, nine, uh, nine onboard uh, nine IRs. IRs. Right. That's a good one. It's got a built-in reverb. That's a good idea. The only thing I wonder is if you're if, – if you're looking to – because I can see this for someone who wants to make a smaller pedal board, right? Yes. But I, what I don't understand is if you're looking to to make your pedal board that size, and why wouldn't you go with line six's stuff? It, the only difference is $200. Because they both will do MIDI. Because I know that um, we had one user who said it's kind of the um, – you know, the, the – uh, what do you call it? The ecosystem. And there really isn't an ecosystem the MIDI, there. MIDI is not their product. Uh, no, and that's just it. And and Strymon doesn't really have an ecosystem. No, they actually they, the the big billing for their product is that they're modular. I mean, I, that's why people buy discrete pedals because they're modular. If you don't like the the phaser over there, you can go put something else in there. You know. Um, so when you're building your board, you're essentially building a modeling device. Um, you're just doing it with discrete components in an analog domain. And, and I know that, uh, Ryan had tried it and he said that, uh, he tried it at the, at, he had taken it to, uh, uh, church or I something. I asked him in the, in the video and I'm, I'm sure he's going to address it, but I asked him in the video, I said, have you compared this with the HX stomp yet? And he said, no. And then briefly thereafter, he said, there might be a video about that later because, he knows people are asking for it, you know? So I, I granted 
Um, I I don't expect the stomp to be better at the three amps that are in there. It it might be okay, but I think that the stomp is far more versatile for the extra two hundred bucks than what the um iridium does. Now, here's the problem I have with these people. Not these people. I don't want. Look, I'm not singling out the people that got involved in the discussion of the Facebook group. You, your opinion is totally valid. We we love having you as listeners of the show. We love having you in our group. Um, but I've heard other people tell me, well, line six makes crap. If you are three years into the Helix thing and you still think line six is making crap, look around you. Look at the people who are using them. Okay. You're going to find that there are very professional people who do not want to say they are using it. And that's a good sign that, hey, this thing is disrupting kind of the workflow of, you know, modern professional musicians, right? Um, Some people with very famous, very lucrative deals with companies like Friedman are using the HX stuff, the Helix stuff, right? And I'm not talking about the HX effects. Billy Corgan, huge, huge de- devotee of doing things like the analog right way um, where possible, using amplifiers um, on stage, et cetera. He has started using the Helix. Um, now, apparently, he's only using the effects in it. That's what they want you to believe. But his, his guitar player is using the Helix full time. Um, one of his guitar, no, I don't think it was James E. Hop, but um, the point is, this thing is is a professional level modeler, and the same models that are in it are in the HX Stomp. Now I know that one of our our show listeners, uh, I believe, it's Jason Fuzzmonger, right? He's got an HX Stomp, and he was he was talking about the uh, the bypass and the Helix. Look, it's not an analog bypass system. The HX effects isn't, and I don't think the big guy is either, which is one of the reasons I didn't like mine. But that was because I still wanted to shoehorn in external gear. I think the only reason that the loops exist on Helix, and, I, and people are probably going to sound off about this, was a come on to get people to buy it. And then once you buy it and you start using it, you realize you don't need them. And they knew that the modeling quality was good enough that people would be like, you know, I really don't even need to use these. I'll just use what's built in. Um, so I look at this whole, you know, HX effects or HX stomp versus Iridium, not HX effects because it only has effects in it. Um, versus Iridium thing, and I think, well, yeah, there is the price difference, right? If you're looking for a budget modeler and you just want amps, right? Maybe the Iridium's your bag. Um, there's a lot of other products out there. The Moore, uh, what do they call it? The micro preamps? Those are like 99 bucks. You can get three channels for $300. Separate reverbs, IR-based, right? Um, I don't think you can load IRs on those, but point is it's supposed to have a good one to begin with um if you could live with that you could even do those three pedals and then buy the moore radar right which is ir and power amp modeling in the same um in the same little little stomp box right um and i know people are like poo-pooing that thing but that sounds pretty good i'll be honest with you i i've heard it and i was like what um so I don't know. I just don't. Th- I think this is the. I think this product is three years too late. 
I think their marketing campaign reeks of they don't really know what they're doing when they market stuff. Um, because I, I, my old adage is, you know, if you really care about your product, you're not going to put out something that sounds like crap. And we've all remember back in the day, you know, before YouTube really took off, when you'd hear these clips on some manufacturer's website and you'd be like, why would somebody buy this? And it was like, they didn't really know how to put the clips up, but they knew they needed them kind of deal. But that was, you know, the people who took the time to really do it, generally their stuff sounded better, right? Um, so I think Strymon is still learning. Um, for the record, I really like the Strymon Volante. I think that's a really cool design. I was hoping, because I, I heard rumblings that Strymon's come up with something new. I was hoping they'd do something a little bit more like, hey, do you remember that one old effect that everybody looks for that, you know, we're going to nail it completely, do the same thing they did with the Volante and then go beyond it. Um, but no, it seems like they're, they've made a utility item that's like three years too late to market or four years too late. This product would have been a smash success if it came out before the uh, Riverside. It would have been. This product would have been a smash success if it came out before the Atomic Amplifier or Firebox. Um, it would have been a smash success if it came out before any of the Helix product line. But it's it's too late. And I, I, I'm not holding my breath. I've heard people saying, well, it may have a new DSP in it. I'm not holding my breath. This is in the same enclosure. I bet you they're using the same processing power. They're using their other pedals. But again, they're software development in-house, right? Like they're, they they know how to write for this thing. So they can make it do all sorts of stuff. And they know the platform really well. Maybe that's why they waited. But the other like strange comparison I want to make with Line 6, it has the same amp modeling controls that the Line 6 stuff do. It's like the AC30, they added the mid control, right? And then put it in as a cut. Um, the Fender has the mid control that, uh, controls, you know, whether it's like a tweed or like blackface and, and, um, so here's why I'm going to point this out. We all know if you didn't know, you're going to know now Strymon is the old line six guys. So this is kind of like them getting back to what they did, you know, 20 years ago. Um, and I just don't feel like I... I don't have a lot of confidence they're doing it any better. Um, and so I'll have to play it and I'll, I'll let everybody know. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where I'm at now. Yeah, right, so I, I'm taking another look at it because I'm, I've been reading it while you've been doing it. Plus I've been sneezing folks. And so I've been on mute cause I have, I've just had a sneezing fit that lasted yeah, like it was pretty funny. a minute and a half. He's over there laughing at me. I'm standing here to uh, have a serious conversation anyway, about Strymon. Yeah, my, my I didn't take out any allergy medicine in the last two days, and that I'm feeling it. Anyway, so I'm looking at uh, where it says nine onboard speaker cabs. They didn't okay. seem like good choices to me. But this is this is the thing I have with it. So you have you really only have you have three amps with three yeah. IRs each. That's what you really have. So even though it, I. I I just find it a little false advertising. There's not nine IRs. There's three IRs. There's three IRs per amp. And each one, for some reason, okay, so uh, you've got. I can't put the Marshall through the Fender Deluxe cab. Right. You've got, well, you can go, all right, so you can say the amp is round, and then you can put it in the own hammer. You can put it in the. 
what is it? The open face black, open, I'm sorry, open black fender, open back fender combo. Can't speak tonight. Open back fender combo with a Jensen or the open the round back. is the, the black the, the black base. But you can't select right. all of the nine miles, only three. That's my point. And and that's the thing. And then if you go to if you go to uh so if you go to Chime, then you get the own hammer and a Celestian and a Valhalla. And then if you go to Punch, you get an own hammer, a Celestian, and then the close back Marshall. The only one that has the Marshall option is punch you can't do the marshal with round there's some there's some serious i don't know and so i the reason i did that because i was looking to see okay does it maybe use an usb for control or something but all right i have some experience with these irs because i'm looking to see what they're provided by right i have the deluxe reverb one by 12 by own hammer i have that library you have the own hammer yeah yeah and it's i mean it's (laughs) <laughs> They're good. Um, I have the uh, GNR four twelve by own hammer. I love that cab. Uh, th- those IRs are great. Yep. Um, but we'll get. I guess we'll we'll revisit that in a minute. But there's some like questionable stuff here, like the Mesa four by twelve for the AC thirty over like greenbacks. Like what? They don't have a green pack yeah. AC30. They have a Mesa 4x12 with Black Shadow C90s. What were they thinking? Um, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out why can't you mix and max cabs? I don't want to. I, well, I also don't know. <sighs> All right. How many cabs can you load in? the? Because they got the impulse manager. Are you limited to the nine slots? Or can you like load an infinite number of you know what I mean? Like how many slots, how many possible cabs can you put in here? They're not, they're just not doing a good job marketing this thing. It's th- those are important questions. And, and I know people are like, Oh, well you really don't use like three cabs anyway. No, I actually use, I use like seven or eight different IRs frequently. Right. And then I got like 10 or 12 there on standby that I go to every once in a while. Um, so I mean, nine is not a lot. And three per amp no, is not a says, lot. Right. And it says you can add an edit. So I can only add an edit three. Or can I add an edit nine, but then I have to attach them to the three in one way, like they do. And then there's the other thing. It says 300. Fa- 300? I don't see 300 possibilities on this thing. It says 300 favorites. You can also save and access a full set's worth of presets by inserting a Strymon DIN to TRS MIDI cable, right, which right. I understand, <clears throat> into the expression MIDI and connecting the MIDI controller. Take it from a guitarist to Sweetwater if you're searching for a ridiculously modeled amp tones in particular for, or a familiar mo- format. You can trust the si- <coughs> trust your setup to Strymon Iridium. So I'm just trying to figure out where would I get 300 presets? Would I like have round A, cab A with the with one thing like slightly here and then slightly more here. And then, I mean, 300 favorites. I, I, I'm just finding well, that as a little bit. You know, overblown. And that's the, just to say you can, you can do it. All right. And I'm, I'm going to back up. Cause, cause there's some other things here that I was like really questioning when I saw this thing. So the nine stereo IR cabs, right They're They're billing it. All oh, these are the best sounding 
IRs in any hardware product available, right? We captured an entire 500 milliseconds of each speaker cabinet. So five seconds. Now think about that. Do they need to capture five seconds to get an accurate IR? Well, 500 milliseconds, that's a half second. They, oh, yeah, right. Half second, not, not five seconds. But do you think they need to capture a whole half second? I mean, honestly, if I'm, I, this is going to sound really bad because I've talked so much crap about this dude. <laughs> but you'd think this would be a selling point for Cliff from Fractal, right? Where he would be like, he'd be um, like, yeah, we got 500 milliseconds and it's not really even what you need. You know what I mean? Like, we, you, you could get away yeah. with 150 or 200, but we did it that way because it's the best. Um, yeah. Well, again, you you look at that's why I don't understand why that's such a selling point. Typically, when you buy a IR pack, yeah, 500 milliseconds. Is well, yeah, because that's for studio. It's, it's for studio application. So when you would put yeah. them on the helix, you drop them in and it and actually converts them. At 300. Converts them. Yeah. Um, but. I don't, I mean, honestly, I, I mean, I've done a lot of IR testing, folks. Um, I can't tell the difference between a 300 millisecond or a 200 millisecond IR and a 500 millisecond yep. IR. I can't. I can't. No. No. Um, you're not going to be able to either, especially not the hardware product. So let's do an AD to DA conversion. No, there's no way. Yep. Totally, totally think this is bunk. Um, you know, adjustable room ambience, that's a cool feature matrix modeling process i mean and then they talked about what the matrix modeling process actually was and it's basically component modeling um and from what it sounds like it's not even like small component modeling it's like here's this section of an amplifier that we modeled and that's that's why line six has been so successful now because they've gone down to the point where it's like well we've modeled the caps like the individual caps and we construct the circuit that way right they got that from right. Yamaha. They didn't come up with that. Yeah, but my point is, here we got Strymon doing it the old way and thinking their product's going to be better. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, look, they're going to pull out all the stops. That is that is one thing that we can say verbatim with Strymon. They're not going to screw around yeah. and like put subpar components in there. You're going to get your 400 bucks in the hardware. But I just don't think the feature set's there. <clears throat> Well, it does have an F, a headphone out, so I think that's the feature set you need. You're yeah, done. apparently. You're I just that well, for I, the people, this is aimed at. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I I just can't see me spending four hundred dollars on it when I could buy six. When I could pay six hundred for a stop, and I and I one hundred percent agree with you. I can get everything and more, and 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 this thing better I, be I pretty know. damn I, good I, when I play it, otherwise. There ain't no because chance. The, the MIDI part of it, the stop does. The the I, I just don't get it. I just it's not aimed at us. And I can MIDI, I can MIDI what's his name, Zamp? The one you're gonna get yeah. to, the iridium, the, the real other iridium. iridium, the first iridium. And yes, it is double the money. But I could drive a cabinet you get a with whole it. Lot more out of it. Exactly. I was just gonna say you get a whole lot more out of it. You can get the you can get the <laughs> IR out or you can drive your own yeah. cab. With <laughs> I mean, it. you can't do that with the iridium. Uh, say it. So here's 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 my last and and final thought that I want to share with our Strymon fans in the group and Strymon fans that listen to this show. Look, I'm not like if you like this and this is your jam, go for it. I just this doesn't fit yeah. me at all. Um, and I think 
there's a lot of guitar players out there with a lot of the products that they've made don't really fit their needs. Um, I'm, I, you know, and this is, this is going to sound awful, but it's hilarious too. Like if a pedal doesn't take a battery, that makes me kind of look away from it because at this point I need portable. I need to be able to know that the device doesn't pedal. have good power. I can still use my pedal board, you know, especially a nine volt pedal. Yeah. I mean, that's a nine volt. Pedal. Well, but they suck so much juice that, I mean, but, but yeah, I know, I know it's the, it's the million. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I, if you enjoy Strymon, this might be your jam. If you don't, it might not be your jam. I just don't think this pedal is aimed at me. And I'll tell you why. It doesn't have a high gain channel at all. That Marshall gets mid-gain at best. At best. And, yeah, I'm sure it's usable through all gain ranges. You know, that's kind of like the Strymon thing. But, come on, guys. Give me a Friedman or something. Anything. You need something modern in there. There should have been a fourth channel. and should have been like a Mesa. And it doesn't matter which Mesa it is. It's just got to be higher gain than that. Tech 21 gets it. When they put out a Tri-AC pedal like they did 15 years ago, which, by the way, is very similar to this and done in the analog domain, you got a clean channel that went from Fender to Vox. You got a dirty and all the way from Blackface to Tweed, too, um, and went all dirty if you turned it up high enough. You got a Plexi channel that went all the way to JCM 800 to JCM 900 territory. And you got a third channel, which was a Mesa channel, California channel, which was Mark Rectifier, right? Um, higher game. And they got it. Why can't they? Like, how many three-channel amps that you buy today where you look at the amp and you go, man, this amp has three clean channels or three mildly dirty channels? <laughs> I mean, if, if somebody told me, hey, this amp does the same thing on all three channels, I would just look at them and I'd be like, why? Um, I, I had that reaction when the Fillmore came out. Because I'm like, why? Just why? I mean, I get it now. I played one. But in this case, that's like a super specific thing, too. Um, as far as I'm concerned, the Fillmore could have been one channel. Uh, and it would still be freaking awesome. But the uh, I just don't see the appeal here. And so that's why I'm leaving this in the dust. We're going to talk about the amp one. Um, let me let me take a hit from my inhaler. Why don't you talk about this, uh, the specs? Yeah, so the amp one uh, iridium. One second. Let me grab the specs here because I can. <clears throat> it's black. <clears throat> it's black. And it's got all those channels and more. Um, <laughs> so... Let me grab this thing. Here we go. All right. So the blue guitar amp one iridium is a four channel, 100 monster <laughs> power amp. Four channels. You can also buy a uh, sticking to your, uh, your ecosystem. You can yeah, buy there's a an ecosystem like no other over there. <laughs> <laughs> you have an ecosystem. Like you can't believe here. You can get, you can get the cabs. You can get another uh, IR loader. You can get all kinds of stuff for this little guy. But the <clears throat> point is, it's a it's compact. It takes up about the space of, mm, I'd say, two and a half to three pedals. Um, you're going to want a little weighs a pound. It's a little bigger. <laughs> like, weighs, yeah, it weighs a pound and a half, literally. Um, it's got uh, um, 
the clean, vintage, classic, modern, and then for clean, vintage, classic, uh, uh, clean, vintage, <laughs> classic, and modern, um, you've got your um, your volumes, your gains, your masters. You know, your all your controls, the just like you would problems. on a normal guitar, right? No, a normal guitar amp. Um, you can you can drive um, a thing. You can send out uh, a thing, a slave, a power um, power head, or you can send an IR to your favorite. Yeah, uh, it has one know, single your, IR, your, right? It's yeah. not. Which yep, right. It's got one IR, but you can buy the IR yeah. add-on, right? But again, you can you can send this out to anything that has IR lowers on it, and then send that off to the PA. Um, if you don't like the IR that's in it, you can turn the IR off, take a simple line out, and then lo load that, and then send. Um, so um, you can also uh, put your pedals in. It's got the effects loop, just like you would with any other uh, power amp, which I don't see on the Iridium. I don't see effects no, loop on it. No, there isn't one. Um, and having played, I didn't play the Iridium. I didn't own the Iridium. It wouldn't be my style of amp anyway. But having owned this, it it looks or feels just like a regular tube power right. amp. It's a it's an All awesome. Right. Let's thing. let's I, talk about the channels though, right? Fender yep. clean to Vox clean. Yep. Yep. Marshall Crunch, and then yep. This has like two flavors of Marshall, right? Like, so I think this one is supposed right. to be like Plexi. To JCM 800 and then like 900 and beyond. And then it has the high gain channel that is like, I mean, right. honestly, you, you all heard cranks and stuff. It's like that. Okay. And right. when you put this thing through a cab, you you don't know that this is not some tube head. Like this thing sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Crazy. And uh, oh, I forgot to mention every channel has an overdrive to or a, a drive in other words it's got um each channel has two voices right. so you've really got eight right right channels and then you can kind of fade between them it's not like this one or this one it's right. it's like a like a, a blend knob um but what's right. cool about the amp one is the fact it can drive a cab right like that's great um but that He's got three flavors of this product at this point, and the Iridium Edition is one that he made right. specifically for people who are playing brutal European metal, and they're like that the the, amp, the regular old amp one and the Mercury Edition is not doing it for us. He recognized right. the the need, and he sat down with a lot of good players and came up with the Iridium because he's not a metal guy; like he worked yep. with other people to make this happen. Um, right. and it shows this thing is ridiculous. I mean, honestly, for six hundred bucks, you'd be hard pressed to find a metal amp that sounds as good as it does. Um, is yep. it six fifty? I think six fifty, seven hundred. You can get it for six fifty. I know you can go talk to your Sweetwater rep and get a deal. Um, but these yeah, things are. I mean, I look. Admittedly, to get into their ecosystem, it's a high cost to buy in. Um, and if you haven't yep. heard our episode with with uh, Thomas Luke, go back and listen. The guy's great. Uh, it's a good episode. It's probably one of our best. Yeah. Go back and listen to it because you'll see that this guy was probably working with working on this when we were talking to him. Um, he showed us some yeah. prototype stuff, and actually, there's a video of that on uh, YouTube. So I would recommend that over the the actual podcast episode. But um, I mean, this for me, this this is right up my alley. Right? It's more expensive than the Iridium, obviously, the uh, Strymon Iridium. 
But I think this is a more versatile product. And I know people are like, oh, the IR, you only get one IR. Listen, that sucks. But if you're going to buy this, you're going to buy the blue box to go with it. That's right. And I was about to introduce the blue box. And the blue box doesn't have three IRs. It has 12. It doesn't have six IRs. It doesn't have nine IRs. It has My 12 My only complaint IRs. is, though, it doesn't have a loadable slot. If it had, like, right. three user slots where you could put your own IRs in there, I'd be, like, all over it. Honestly, if I was buying this, I'd get the Moore Radar. I'd take the line out and run it right yep, into the Moore Radar and go to town. Yep. Uh, but you can do, you know, you can move your mic position and so on and so forth. I think, I think that, again, if you want to go, I'm just saying there is oh, a yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I know that Strymon has an ecosystem. What I can't believe Strymon hasn't done, and maybe maybe it's price point that's keeping them out of it. Maybe, it, I don't know. Because they do have their fans. Mini switching system or something? I'm just I'm just surprised they don't have a Helix slash um, Kemper slash whatever thing. With the introduction of this, why don't they have something that puts a few of their things? Because for $1,200, they can I do think that, for $1,500. In reality, Jim, Jim, I think... Yeah, go ahead. So if they were to do that, like let's say they took all the Strymon big box pedals, put them in one box. This has been something other people have suggested, right? And I'm sure and I'm sure Strymon's oh, thought sure. about it. Um, what do they go for normally? They're 450 bucks a piece, right? The big boxes? Uh, yeah, it depends on... The, uh, well, the ones that are iridium size. No, 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 I'm no. only talking I'm about talking the iridium. I'm talking about the... All those little ones are in the big box pedals. That's... that's you got to understand. Yeah. Yeah, they go for... Yeah, let's say that's what I was saying. So let's say you had four hundred fifty dollars, right? That that one goes for the the Mobius right. so or whatever. You're gonna build the, all three of the them in order to not piss off your existing customer base, and you add in you know some other stuff. You got to be at a price point that's like two thousand plus dollars. But that's just it. Even something like this, that that four hundred dollar price point. Honestly, this is my take on it. It's a little much. Is it good? I'm sure. Is it is it worth the money to a lot of people? I am 100% sure. Not to me, but there are people who would who would buy this. I'm saying that they would have sales at the 18 to oh, $2,000 sure dollar mark. I'm, I'm not disagreeing at all. I'm 100% sure. That's why I'm saying they could, they I could do it. I think they believe I mean, that selling these little pedals at $400 or $350 a piece is more lucrative for them because they're going to sell more than they ever would if they did bigger modelers. And right. I'm just saying there's a, there's a lot of pricing that's saved when you're putting them all into one. Consider box. this hard work, hard work. Cause you're right. We all know yeah. um, we've talked about this on the show before you buy a hundred dollar stomp box. What you're paying for is the input yep. output jacks, the labor, the, the yep. switch, yep. Um, the boards. Yep. Right. And then like maybe yep. it, depending on what kind of board it is, if it's, if it's surface mount, there's not much labor involved, yeah. right? Um, you're not right. paying for the components on the board. Because I think that's the misnomer. Everybody thinks like, oh, the caps and all that stuff. make Because it's, you know, we always talk about like germanium transistors. That's expensive stuff. No, it's not. It's pennies on the dollar. I mean, we're talking a nickel and dime for some of the tra- for some of the really high-end transistors and small runs. It's it's infin- infinitesimal. If you were to, let's say you want to build a, um, you want to build a tube screamer, right? It's like 15 bucks worth of parts there other than the jacks, the switch, mm-hmm. the enclosure, you know, all that stuff. So 
Strymon, by making these little pedals with only one tiny bit of algorithm, can get away with not having to have 10 ins and outs, program an operating system that allows you to control all this crap, you know, which is a little bit of development cost. Development cost is nothing. That's, and that's the other thing was, well, once they make that, all they're doing is recouping on that for, for after they've done it once. Right. It's way better business proposition than building analog pedals where you actually have to provide components to make them work and and get these board source these boards from somewhere so you can assemble them right um so i mean i would much rather be in a digital pedal company like strymon because it's it's mostly gravy um but i think they kind of look at it and they go we already have this enclosure i don't have to design a new one i don't have to do all this other stuff you know the, the, the legwork to build this bigger thing and it's that's true. That's and true. And we're giving I'll it the that. same price for the for the individual units. What other company on earth can sell a single delay pedal for three hundred and fifty dollars? That's nuts. Boss. Digital delay pedal for three hundred and fifty dollars. Single. Boss doesn't sell a delay pedal for three hundred and fifty. That's single delay pedal. They sell the DD five hundred. No, it's not a single delay. Yes, that's, that's not a single hard. delay. That's like ten <laughs> delay pedals. And you can run two at once. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm like sitting here going, I don't, I, I just don't understand this. Like, yeah, it's boutique. I get it. I, get I mean, it. the only reason that they're as expensive as they are, it has nothing to do with the cost of the manufacturing, the development. It has everything to do with exclusivity and the fact that people like them. Right. It has nothing. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if Strymon, if, if for, let's say Strymon strangles a bunch of puppies on their YouTube channel, and so everybody's like, I'm never buying a Strymon pedal again. Their value goes through the floor, right? And they could still produce pedals at 70 or 80 bucks a pop and still make money. I mean, because they've already designed all these pedals. They've recouped the design cost already. There's no way yeah. they're spending, you know, $20 million to, to make a pedal or something. And, 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 and the quantity that they produce these things, it's got to be in the... I can't, I mean, I know people think that like pedal builders um, make hundreds of thousands of a given pedal, right? That's boss numbers. That's not, that's not Earthquaker devices numbers. Okay. And I think Strymon's somewhere in between, right? They're not making 500,000 timelines. There might be 20,000 out there now at this point. Maybe. I mean, cause that pedal has been around for seven or eight years. Um, yeah. And remember a lot of people are buying them used. So if there's a lot of used sales, there may not be that many new ones out there. Um, it's just, it's a strange thing to think about. And I just kind of wanted to like get people to wrap their head around the numbers and all of that stuff that drives that kind of conversation. Um, so the Iridium from, from Amp1, I want to kind of close out the discussion and then move on to something else. Um, I think it's a lot more justifiable to buy an amp for 650 to $750 than it is to buy a modeling device. You were talking about like a striving, making a pig modeling device. I think it's got to be more than a Kemper. And I think the, I think the distinction there is that the Kemper and even the ax effects thing to an extent, like offer a lot more for what you pay for than what you're going to get from like a Strymon. It's basically something that includes all the Strymon stuff ever made. Right. It would have to have additional features and functionality. Um, that they don't have in their existing product line, which then begs the question: How do they how do they not cannibalize their own sales? Um, 
I mean, line six deals that all the time. In fact, I've heard that uh, that's part of the reason why line six nixed their like uh, compact pedal line because they were cannibalizing the sales of the, you know, the four, the four pedal stomp units, the DL four and stuff like that. And then they, of course, came out with the M series and that's basically signaled the end of their stomp box asphyxiation thing um, where they were all yep. affixed on making those uh, tone core things, which I thought that was a cool idea. Um, I would have rather had line six go that route um, because then when you, <laughs> and when you bought a stinky, pe- a stinky uh, effect, like you just were going to buy it again. Um, so I don't know. I think Strayman, look, they make a good product I'm sure they make. you've had the Riverside. You liked it. Um, I yeah. think they make good stuff. I just don't think this is good. And I think if I was going to do it, I would go for the uranium. I'd say I'd, I'd pay twice as much to get, to get the, uh, just because it has high gain. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm a right. utility player for a lot of this stuff. And that means that I have to be able to click all the boxes and Strayman doesn't click all the boxes all the time. A lot of times it scratches a very yeah. small itch. And I think Strayman understands their market very well. Um, I think this is going to sell really well in uh, praise and worship circles. And that's where I see most of this stuff. So it is what it is. Um, man. Yeah. So um, there was another topic I wanted to talk about. And I can't remember what it is offhand. Well, I wanted to go to, so something that we kind of, I don't know if we glossed over, if we missed it or whatever, but boss has a new series oh, that, as yeah, well that, in this kind 200s. of thing. The whole need DD series, the 200 series. You got yeah, the DD 200, 200 and the, the RV2. Yeah. And so I was looking at that boss's thing and I'm like, geez, for, so you look at your, your um, multi effects, right? And you look at like, Strymon has done said, okay, we're going to do ours in a, in, you know, compact pedal form. And here's your, you can buy our reverb, you can buy our delay, you can buy our whatever. Boss has kind of gone to that. And that, that whole 200 series is kind of interesting. I think the 200 series is, is, um, I think the price point's a little steep for what it is, but I think the product there is really solid. And I think they, they made some good choices in how they, and how they developed that product line. Um, they realized that yep. not everybody needs a hundred presets of delay for the DD 500. Right. And so they distilled it down into a smaller right. unit. Brilliant. Um, I just think the price is like 20 bucks too much. I, and, and that's honestly, it's a little price difference. It's not like a hundred dollars too right. much or $200, too but you could too much. anybody, like you said before, anybody could call their and, and negotiate and, and get, you their... know, or trade in a pedal right. and get 10% off or whatever you got to do to, you know, to beg, borrow and steal and get into one of these. Um, Right, you could get into that thing close. Even to the looper they did is pretty cool. Uh, being able to have two channels of looping, yeah. so you can have a verse chorus thing. Yeah, that new uh, looper. I, yeah. That thing was cool, but I was like, man, why the hell couldn't you have added a bridge? Verse, chorus, and bridge. I know, because right? I, I, I don't know how many songs yeah, I played that don't have two parts, but have three parts. Three. Every Ever. pop song <laughs> that you can think of. It probably, Louis Louis I'm not talking about like everyone, that, you know? but most of them, except for pop punk, has a freaking bridge. Give us three <sighs> loops, people. Come on. I, I know. Come on. I know. I know. Come on. Um, I do not have to spend $500 to get a pedal. Boss totally acknowledged with that pedal, I, though, that they know what people are doing, which is they're preloading backing tracks. 
and playing them back like I am. That's right. And that is where they really. So I think there's going to be another product. I think there's going to be a RC 500. You you need a bridge. Which will be in a 500 series enclosure with three parts so that you can play back each section of a song. And when that happens, I'll probably sell my RC3 and get that. But uh, I mean, it's the only missing thing in their 500 lineup. So it would make sense. Right. Now, um, boss, uh, so those are great. I'm just saying, I, I thought about, you know, because I'm kind of a fo- boss fanboy in a lot of ways, but I was like, wow, you could just go one, two, three, 750 bucks. I could get, I could get them probably, or I mean, 675 and I could probably get that down to less yeah. than 200 piece. And I could get what is essentially a multi-effect board that have my, uh, I don't think, like I, honestly, I, you know, I said they're too expensive. I don't think they're like, like I want to make it very clear. I don't think they're out of the realm of affordability for what they are. It's like a typical delay pedal with the right. kind of settings you're going to get on the, uh, the DD 200 or whatever it is, 300. Um, yeah. the typical price of that's going to be about 180 bucks, you know, for just like a flashback or something like that. This has got more modes yep. and more features. Yep. So $220, right. it's doable. I mean, yeah. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's bad at all. And I, you know, I look at it and I go, wow. I mean, cause you know me, I'm, I'm on the fence about, am I going to go Helix? Am I going to go Kemper? And it's really because I'm a pop music guy. So that's why I'm still on that. Fence. The reason I want to go Kemper isn't because I think the Helix offers less. I think Kemper for me actually offers more, which I know sounds weird. The um the weird thing, and I wanted to talk about that for a minute because we we're we were comparing the Strymon Big Box thing at the price. The reason why the Kemper yep. is worth the twenty two hundred dollars is because it offers you features you can't get in any not in anywhere else like any other hardware product. Literally anywhere else, you can't build models on your desktop computer. You can't. You, there's no product on earth yep. except for the Kemper, which allows you to sample your amplifier essentially. Um, I mean that that to me is like okay, I'll pay four hundred bucks more for that because because the Helix is getting into seventeen hundred dollar territory. I mean, um, and you can get you can get about a hundred bucks off on a on a Kemper if you ask around. So, I mean, that's look, it is. As for the powered one too, by the way, uh, twenty two hundred without the remote. Yep. Um, so, yeah, yeah, they came well, down. Well, the, the seventeen hundred dollars, I think, is the stage, or the and then the eighteen hundred is the toaster. Oh, the toaster is not cheaper than the stage. Yeah, but they brought one of them has brought has come down in price. Let me look to see if I can, because it, it was announced last oh, that week would be a or this week. Uh, yeah, the Kemper profiling amp was dropped in price to get it the more in line with uh, the profiler head is eighteen hundred. The power head is twenty two hundred. So that's the same yep. price. They didn't they didn't drop them. I don't know. It, yeah, I I heard that there's a there's a price drop coming. I don't know. Remember probably, where I heard it, probably here on this show. Oh. <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> I just heard it from me. No, um, it, it was some somewhere that that then they announced that they're going to be dropping the price on the on the unpowered don't dro- profile. Don't hold head. your breath. 
I don't think they will. Don't hold your yeah. breath. Because I think, honestly, if anything, they're going to phase it out completely. That product doesn't need to exist yeah. anymore. Yeah. It doesn't. Um, nope. Actually, I'm really glad that I bought the powered toaster because that should exist. Um, but the the yep. now that the stage is out, the unpowered toaster doesn't need to exist, really. Unless you're, like, maybe studio, like studios nope. that wanted this furniture. But, I mean, that's a that's a heck of a thing to keep around <laughs> for you know, I mean like a, a skew a to keep around for a very niche idea right um so yeah. i don't know um i look at boss boss still has some holes in their product line that i really want them to fill they need um some sort of ir loader product even if it's a distortion pedal that you can just just engage a distortion and use the ir loader side of it for something else um yeah. because they don't really have a direct solution that works for me. I know they're like, oh, GT 1000. I don't want all the other crap. I really don't. I just want like a amp in a box. Like I I think the Iridium actually checked that box in a really interesting way in that there aren't really a lot of yeah. products that are just an amp in a box. I mean, there's only. And see, honestly, that's where I could find the, like, if I'd used the Iridium, it was it would be because I went with the bosses. I went with those yeah, boss yeah. things. Then I bought yeah. the Iridium. It's a really expensive pedal board. I mean, yeah. 650 bucks for the three 200 series or whatever, something in that ballpark, and then 400 yeah. for the Iridium. Yeah, and you won't get a deal on the Iridium. Yeah. They don't negotiate. So that's a thousand oh, no, bucks on a pedal board right there. For, I mean, yep. if you were to go all Strymon, well, you'd be almost two grand. So. Yeah, but see, I can go all boss and use my employee discounts. No, 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 no. But <laughs> and that's fair. But I mean, just think about the average listener. Like, <laughs> I, that's what yeah, kills yeah. me. I've seen people with the Strymon mothership that have like a PV Classic Thirty behind them, and I'm like, what? What are you doing? Or, like, or going into a oh, katana? Oh yeah. Or how about the person that's using the Squire Classic Squire vibe Classic into the, vibe uh, into the Strymon into mothership? Into like, yeah. I mean, I cannot. I can understand it if that's your guitar, that's your. If axe, you like it thing, and you actually know what you're doing, that's one thing. But we let's face it, we know people that right. that's like, well, I didn't think about it when I built my board. I just bought these pedals because they sounded cool. And then you're like, wait a minute, you have like two thousand dollars on your board and like seven hundred dollars in the rest of your rig. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. That, that's the people that we need to give a tonal hierarchy T-shirt to. <laughs> I, I got, I got to tell you. So, working at Guitar Center, I meet more and more and more people who own not just one, six or seven guitars. Yeah, they couldn't play smoke on the water if your uh -huh. life, if their lives depended on. Them. Yes, that still don't know how to yep. change their own strings. We, I've met a person who owns a guitar that's worth more than my car. Who doesn't dude, know how to change dude, his own string? I have I I know a guy. I'm not gonna mention his name. He might be listening to the show. So I'm not trying to be down on you. Right. But, but I, I'd I already talked to him I, about it at one point, right? Uh, his first guitar was a PRS SE, right? Um and it wasn't a standard, it was like one of the better SEs. Yeah. So he paid seven hundred and fifty dollars for his first guitar. Now the guy's in his forties. And then he turns uh -huh. around. He's been playing about a year, takes lessons, whatever. Um, I've heard him play a couple times. He's not 
great. Like he's still intimidated to play in a guitar store, right? Because he's like, really don't want anybody to hear me. Right. Turns around and he buys a PRS, I believe, core. I don't think it was mm-hmm. an S or a CE, and I don't think it was a. I don't think it was an S two. I think he bought a core. So this dude's been playing a year, and he's got. I don't even remember what amp he was, but I know he like he was looking at a katana at one point. Uh, he's got a PRS SE and a core. I mean, who drops three thousand dollars after playing a year? Especially late life player, because I'm not trying to I'm not trying well, to be on late late player. life players, but I just feel like your gigging opportunities and the, and the people who play late in life they don't tend to like seek out the gigs. You know what I mean? It's like, they don't have that connection mm-hmm. to the community in that way. They're just content to play in their house. And that's cool. I mean, I'm, I just, dude, you've been playing a year and you bought a $3,400 guitar. Yeah. I have a friend I, who can't play, play very so, well. He's got a couple of guitars, but nothing expensive, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, um, this is the thing I want to say about the being a late in life guitar player. I, I didn't start late in life, but I'm still a late in life guitar player. I have hanging behind me, and in and in di- different places, I have a few thousand dollars in, in stuff, and uh, quite yeah. a bit actually, um, enough to enough to pay for probably half a home. Uh, but there's a reason. I mean, you know, some of the stuff's going to my kids, and they're and they are in the collector yeah. market thing. But anyway, so the the thing that um, that uh, I want to say is this: that I, I don't I don't begrudge a person who no has right. a boatload of money. You want to spend, spend, and and wants to buy that great guitar it, as their first guitar. I get it, um, and and I don't think that they should be ashamed of no. sucking because that's what we all did in the beginning on their on their guitar and. and what I, the only time I have a thing is when somebody will, all right, I see it in cars. Let me take it to cars. So it, it takes a little bit of the beating because guitarists take everything personally. Right. So I'll, I'll see somebody with a Mercedes driving down the road and they've got a dent or they've got um, a, uh, they've got a light that, that has been Ow. obviously broken for a long time. And you go, why don't you take care of that thing? I mean, it's and a Mercedes. It was a status thing for them. Take care of it. Yeah, and it was a status symbol for them, and that's the only thing. I mean, again, you want to buy right. a status I'm symbol? The- that's fine. Hey, I have an I have an Apple Watch with a freaking. I have no idea why I bought the one that's the cellular because that's. <laughs> I told you. I told but I could you tell Jim. you why. I could tell you why because the salesperson brought it out, and I didn't know it was the cellular one. I just signed all the stuff and left, and then I realized it was the cellular one. I'm like. Uh, I'm going to pay a restocking fee also, on it anyway. So they no. communicate through your phone. No, they commit. This one actually has yeah, its own. I think all of the new chip. ones do. I, nope. They have a, they have a wire, a wire, a Bluetooth version and a cellular version. Bluetooth version is about half. Yeah. But I think price. it's a prior generation. It's isn't it? $200 range. Are you sure? Nope. Nope. I got the Apple watch five. Yep. The Apple watch five series five. And they got the Bluetooth version. 
Because I looked it up, I was like, oh, I wouldn't, come on. I wouldn't have bought, bought anything the- else because, honestly, that's yeah. one of the features is that like, I don't want to carry my phone around. Right. And that's that's why I bought it. So I don't have to carry the phone to the gym. And I can still bring these with me, my little um, Apple uh, AirPods and listen to music and whatever. Now I have I have everything damn in the ecosystem symbols, the Apple. I know, but it is a status symbol. But somebody said, yeah, that's why you bought the – but everybody thinks that's why I bought the Apple iPhone Pro Max. I'm like, no. I know that right now a 10 is just as good as this. Today, a 10 is just as good as this. But in four or five years, this is still going to outlast 10, you know? And so that's, you know, you start – that's when the the higher-end – stuff starts to matter is when you get towards the end of its life. Um, but anyway, uh, my point is, yeah, and the same thing. I'll see a, a person with a $1,000 iPhone with a broken, a broken screen. I'm like, get your screen fixed. If you don't have the insurance, I get it. But go to, there's 10,000 people out there that have these places that'll fix those screens for 25 bucks. Come on. Stop using a Band-Aid on your finger to fix something. <laughs> well, and that's where I get to with the guitars. So somebody who buys a high-end guitar, do a little research, take care of it, clean it. Oh my God, you should see some of the I stuff just people gonna, bring in. Jim, to that's train. what I was just going to tell you though. Is like that's not that's not why I was talking about this guy with it. You know, buying a three thousand dollar you know PRS standard or whatever, um, custom custom twenty four or whatever right. he did. Um, it's because they don't have the breadth of knowledge to know what they're actually buying, like. I know people think it's a status symbol, like, oh, I got a PRS, you know, custom twin. But but if you can't change the strings on it, or, you know, like you were talking to earlier in the show, the guy bought a, a you know, prestige Ibanez for his kid. I, yep. Like, you should at least have enough knowledge to know what you're doing. I know that's that's controversial because we're supposed to be like, if you have money and you want to spend it, go for it. Um, I Look, I'm not going to begrudge you that. I'm not going to call you an idiot over it, but, but it's kind of stu- it's kind of stupid if you can't change the strings or if you literally can't, you know, play a single note, um, I would not encourage anyone to make that decision. You got the money and you want to do something like that, go for it. But I'm just telling you, it's not a good decision. Um, not because people are going to look at you poorly or whatever. And I'm, and I'm intentionally being controversial here. So um, I think there is a standard of like reasonable credibility that people should should hold themselves to before spending that kind of money on anything. Um, that's like the guy that buys the Ferrari and then finds out that the tires are like, you know, thousand dollars a tire, and they're like, "I didn't know that when I bought the car." You bought a Ferrari. Like, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> it's going to be expensive. <laughs> Buying the car was expensive. Why wouldn't the maintenance be expensive? We had a local oh, radio, yeah. radio I, I, DJ that we, actually had this problem, which is why I'm... we have a, we have a thing called um, uh, personal property tax. So every year, the value of your car costs you money, and so down here, I, I was talking to a guy who that has a relatively like the, uh, the new keep car. The poor, poor tax. Yep, that's pretty much it. Because. Um, he pays $900 a year in personal property tax on his car. $900 a year to own a car that may what or may not car, even be paid off. It? it was a Toyota. Oh, that's crazy. You know, a high-end Toyota. It was like a super or, or something their, like um, that. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah the, well, the what do you call it? The not minivan, the Land Rover, the, 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 SUV Land, Rover, the Land Cruiser. Yeah, no, it wasn't oh, even the big Land the Cruiser. It was the littler one. Yeah, the Rav Four is forty five thousand dollars. So, <laughs> I'm just saying, he pays nine hundred dollars a year to own it. I, I just paid my car off. I've still got to pay personal. Do you property pay personal tax. property tax on your on your instruments? It's only no, on houses. It, it's and- only on motorhomes. Uh, no, your house is fine, but oh, uh, like so motorhomes, cars. All right, all right. So you have the same deal as everybody else does. You don't pay the tax titles and licensing when you no. go to buy a car. Oh, you we still do that, that too. And then they charge you annual fee. Oh, yeah. Said taking it out of your property or your property taxes and your and your uh, income tax in your state because that's what we do. Our income tax is way higher than yours, but you pay personal property instead. Now, I I say this is the keep poor poor tax, but really what it is is the if you live in our state, we're taking money from you tax because yes. there are people, if you not one of them, that, there are people that don't have jobs that live in the state and mooch off of it. And so this ensures that if you do not own property, if you rent property, you still have a car and we're going to get you. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you're, if you're a homeowner, why should you be subject to you that? Get- that's what I don't get. I mean, I get it because there are a lot of this is a this is an area, especially although all of Virginia lies in the personal property things. Um, this is an area where we get a lot of migrant uh, people because people come in military. They come in, they don't bother right. buying a house because they're going to be gone in three years. It's, anyway. and it's, so uh, it's like, the, the property tax thing they got to do regardless. I mean, they don't vote. They don't pay state taxes because if you're in the active duty military, yeah. you don't have to pay local state tax. You pay state tax to the state. Well, it's interesting. I'd, I'd love to hear from our listeners if uh, they're like any crazy states that have musical instrument taxes. I did find something out about my condominium complex as a result of my uh, flood claim, um, my my water damage claim. I've been told time and time again it's not a flood claim. Correct, correct. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I found out from the association that I'm not allowed to have instruments at all. My homeowners association says no musical instruments. I can have a closet full of guns, but no musical instruments. A closet full of loaded Listen, buddy, guns. If you don't, if you don't put that kazoo away, we're gonna I, take your. Honestly, your like I was like, what? I saw this and I was like, <laughs> that makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> Because I know I'm not the only musician in this complex. There's a guy in the building next door who plays an acoustic guitar in his patio all the time. I, I, I'm going to get on the condo board and I'm going to change this. Like this is, this is, this is ridiculous. What it should say. And I, and I, and I got, I got to thinking, I thought about it long and hard and I realized what it actually means. It's not a noise ordinance thing. Uh Okay. That's the first thing I want to dispel. My neighbors don't even know I play guitar. I've, I've asked them. They're like, you play guitar. Right. Um, and I play in the house all the time. Um, they can't hear it. It's not a noise ordinance thing. This is because they don't want anybody trying to bring a grand piano up the narrow stairway into their condominium on the second, third floor. That's what this is. You can't have a grand piano right. in a 900 square foot condo. And you know what? Grand pianos weigh a lot. And uh, it's probably not structurally sound for this building. That's, that's another thing people don't understand is like, yep. if you have a piano, like you have to, sometimes you have to have them come in and actually like look at the structure and find out if you can put it where you want to put it. Um, and so I think that's really what this is about, but then 
it shouldn't say musical instruments. It should say pianos or, you know, heavy items. We do not allow, you know, owners to have items in their house over X amount of weight or something like that. Because that makes sense. And then put a clause in there that explains why. Because that's what gets me about my homeowners association. They'll have all these rules, but they don't ever tell us why. Like, I know why in some cases because I'm not an idiot. But there are other times where it's like, why can I not have musical instruments, but I can have firearms? This doesn't make any sense because I could accidentally shoot my neighbor, you know? Uh, <laughs> right. I, right. So please, in the group, let us know if you have other similar weird restrictions where you live on musical instruments, things like that. I would be really interested to hear some of these people's stories about crazy music stuff. All right. So as we get ready to close, I want to talk about two things. So I posted in the, and I'm not going to go into depth on this, but I posted in the group about the 35 year anniversary um, PRS that's coming out. Uh, PRS yeah, yeah, yeah. SE. I'm definitely going to get one. Um, and, uh, why in there? Um, Can I ask a question. Why? John, huh? Why do you want a 35th why? anniversary Just, SE? Yeah. SE? Honestly, because it's the Paul the Paul's guitar SE I was going to buy anyway, but it's special edition of it, and oh, it's the exact doing same a price. Paul's guitar so, version. Of, of, I yeah, yeah. SE twenty four. Yeah, the thirty fifth. Yeah, it's just all it is. No, yeah, the thirty fifth anniversary. Um, there's there's a bunch of them. They're not just doing one. So if you to, look on the uh, PRS right site, yep. Okay, so there's three models. The, uh, yep, and so one's like the Paul's guitar. It's got the, um, uh, the TCI, uh, the TCI pickups. Yeah, I mean they're okay. Which are balanced. I just for the like. Come yeah. on, guys. If you're going to do a 35th anniversary guitar, make it an S2 or something. <laughs> yeah. So, well, it's a custom. It, it's a it's a custom 24 with the TCI. Yeah. That's what I was going to so, say. I thought they were all the idea 24s is with just different pickups. Yeah. Right. So the idea is well, that's really all that the Paul's guitar is. It's a custom 24 with the I thought the, the TCI in yeah, well, he puts yeah, but I mean at the base at the base of the guitar, that's what it is. I mean, your your tone is coming from, let's face it, the wood, the guitar, the you know the the. Well, the only so anyway, the only one that's this is the one I, is the one with the TCI S pickups, patented tremolo. Yep. But the thing is, you're so the other yep. ones have phase three tuners or low mass locking tuners. This one is limited production. That's that feature of this one. Yep. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. Actually, I thought the uh, I thought the core. Yep, I know the because uh, they did so they did do three models, but they're not all SEs, and that's what I didn't understand. So the S two is the right. um, custom twenty four, and the S two is a custom twenty four with the with the eighty five fifteen S's, which means I, that it's a. I think the best it's an SE. guitar out of the bunch, and the one the <laughs> only one that I would be willing to spend any money on is the core. Yeah, with the face. It's not the tuners, and, dude. That guitar is gorgeous looking. I mean that. No, it, yeah, I know. It's it's Paul's guitar. Uh, well, no, it doesn't have. 15. That's the thing I find interesting. It's using the eighty-five fifteens, and yet it's still got the uh, um, the machine tremolo, the, uh, single coil instead of the molded yeah. tremolo. It's got the machine tremolo, 
And yeah, I mean, yeah. I think the I think that color is gorgeous. I just don't see anything special in them. And the mm-hmm. other thing I was going to point out, this is the reason why I don't I, I don't even care that they're doing 35th anniversary models because they just did 30th anniversary mm-hmm. models. So it's like, why I'm... bother, guys? Oh, and that's the other thing. They're doing real abalone birds on the SE, <clears throat> um, which I know that's not the core one. But anyway, the reason I want it is because it's it's just Paul's guitar with a few more accoutrements. And, the and it's 999 anniversary. I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to get that. Yeah. yeah no, 9 Like, I get it, Jim. You're, you're a PRS guy. So I should be able to get that. I think this is up your alley. I just, for me, it's like, as a non-PRS player, this isn't going to draw me in. Uh, this yep. is specifically for you guys. Nope. I don't. Yeah, and it's only one color. It's the black gold sunburst. It's only going to come. It, it and they'll probably all have exactly the same top. Well, I thought that's the, what was cool about you know. the uh, when they did the last run when they did the SEs um, the in the thirtieth anniversaries is yep. they did them in different finishes, and all the finishes looked really yeah, good. Like yeah, they, I, I didn't see a bad run, a bad one out of that line. I'm sure they existed, but. Um, <sighs> Yep the 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 you know the continent looks in anyway that's not the point of what I was saying because it's just me one other guitar but uh, the the other side of it is so John Bott said hey let's do a meetup at the PRS yeah, ex- yeah. Experience PRS this year so and I know I'm going um so I wonder, how, wonder how much the SE hollow body is going to be That's yeah. That's a good. That's a good question. The SE I mean, that's, hollow body. That's one that I would be. I would be inclined to look at. Actually, I think the CE hollow body would probably be. But I'd have if I was going to get that. It's got to be around seventeen hundred. I can't pay twenty two hundred dollars for a bolt on. Yeah, it's twenty two hundred or twenty three hundred dollars for a bolt on um, semi hollow. Well, I mean, the Zach Myers um, is an option too. The the uh, semi hollow Zach Myers. And they've got a new. Uh, uh single cut coming yeah, it's yeah. a santana model so santana fell in love with this new one and he's like okay i want to i want to do an se of it which i think is cool it's a gold top um which is the first time they're doing gold top in um, a single cut kind of but yeah so i'm like kind of looking I, I want something different i'm looking at telecasters you know we talked about that early in the episode but if i i mean i can play yeah. country on anything like that's not gonna that's not gonna matter too much. I've been yeah. I've been learning all this stuff and I've been learning um Danny Gatton licks and stuff over the last couple of weeks. And um I'm kind of getting in the frame of mind like a telecaster would work. I just need something with a fixed bridge, probably. Really. And if I was gonna I mean this mm-hmm. isn't gonna be a beater. If I was gonna buy this, this is not gonna be a beater guitar. But I I mean I could do an SE hollow body and then I could go to the PRS experience. Yeah. I would feel like I'm welcome there. <laughs> Because yeah. I've owned one. Well, yeah, no, you don't. Yeah, I, I mean, I probably won't wait till the experience to buy this particular guitar. I'll, I'll probably order it the minute we get them in stock. Um, because I don't want to miss no, no, it. I would want it before hour. I go. But I mean, that that SE Hollow the SE Custom Twenty Two awesome. Semi Hollow looks awesome yeah. too. And I think that's yeah. probably more up my alley. I just, I don't know, man. Like. Yep. I haven't really vibed well with the PRS body. Like I've sat with them before and like, sometimes they feel really good. And then sometimes they feel terrible. to me. So there's that. I always yeah. wanted a mirror. And now the mirror is coming <laughs> yep. back as an SE guitar, which is great. Which is it's what an SE. Jim, if you remember, I think it's awesome. we mentioned that I early sing. on the show. I said, this guitar shouldn't be an S2. It should be an SE. But yep. And sure enough, the price was too. There low. it is. Like I was like, they should have just made it an SE. 
the twenty twenties are uh, the new ones are really Jim. Are you going to have? Kind of are you going to have another Floyd? With the exception are you have of Custom Twenty Four. No, no, no. I'm getting the. I, I'm not crazy about the Burls. Um, the only one that's really hit. The only two that are kind of hitting me is the SE Hollow Body Two, and the uh, the anniversary you know twenty four. I want like. I'd get a mirror if I was I you. This is the time to get a mirror. Um, I actually don't want a mirror. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to go for a custom something, and that'd probably be an SE custom because I don't want to spend a lot of money. But I would get uh, I get one, and then I'd have somebody refinish it, and I would have it refinished in like paisley. Mm-hmm. Sand paint paisley on there, yeah. get some paisley wallpaper and then put it underneath the clear. I can see that. Um, well, then just yeah, I wouldn't just buy anything crazy. I'd just buy like the cheapest custom 22 standard and then have them, yep. have them uh, go over it. Actually, I would rather, I would really rather do a semi hollow and refinish that, but I don't think they've ever done a semi hollow yeah. like crappy guitar. They're always really nice ones. No. So, no. I'm not nuts enough to uh, cover up a flame top. So, yeah. So I'm. I, the thing is, I'm definitely going to be uh, at the PRS Experience PRS. That's no question about it. It's a drive for me. It's a half day drive for me. So I'll drive you up make there. Gear Fest this year. You know, like you can't do anything. You can't do anything house. for a week before Gear Fest. Like I'm forbidding you because there's too That's much potential in- for injury there. Yeah, in June. I know. So I'm I'm hosting open mic tomorrow night. Do not for our back off that stage. Past. I repeat. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. No. I got. Oh, I don't want to hurt myself. I got. I got five days of guitar <laughs> this week. Um, I, I got way too much school fun stuff. I I didn't think I'd like this job. I love this job. I actually love this job, and I wish it could be my day job. We we'll just, just keep working at it. it. You'll be a regional manager but, before you know uh, it. But I can tell you right now, it's so fun because there's so many things that I get to see and so many things I get to talk about. One of the guys that I, t- I work with, he said, the reason I love this job, and he's had other jobs too, and he said, you know, I never thought I'd be in love with a job. He says, I can talk guitars all day and nobody gets bored. Nobody looks at me like, okay, you've talked about dude, guitars dude, too much. Go my away. wife and I were talking he, about today because she's looking at maybe getting a second job or something. And more or less because she wants to than, yep. than she has to. But like um, she was talking about doing that. And I'm like, well, I was then kind of thinking like if you didn't do that, like I'd go maybe go get a job at Guitar Center or something like Jim's doing just so I could get a discount. Yeah. At least, you know, do it for nine months or whatever yeah. and see what happens. Um, well, if you if you do well, I mean, there's a lot of I could go work at Sweetwater. <laughs> no, but anyway, uh, if I was to go work there, yeah. like – which probably wouldn't happen anyway. Cause I, cause I do a lot of dreaming that never happens and I don't have the time for it. Um, somebody has <laughs> got to do this show, but anyway, um, his, my wife brings us up. She goes, you wouldn't last 10 minutes. And I'm like, why? And she's like the first time the old lady comes through buying a guitar for her grandson and doesn't understand why a $300 guitar is better than a $100 guitar and walks out with the $100 guitar. She's like, you just, you just turn in your notice and walk out. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. it would frustrate me. But I said at the same time, like, I totally get it. There's price points. Price points exist for a reason. So notice it was not That's a $5,000 right. guitar. It was a $300 guitar. You need to spend about 300 bucks when you start. Right. I will say this. I will say that, that you know, I see it. 
I see stuff. I'm like, um, I get to see the person that sits down and I realize that's a person that's every day going to come in there just to practice. Yeah. They're not buying anything. They're not interested, but I still say, you know, if there's anything I can do for you, please let me know. My name is Jim. I'll be right over here. And you know, it's, it's like, I know the person's just going to sit there and they'll go plink, 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 plink. But you know what? They're what working you, on dude, it. And I, should, and I give them kudos. You like. should ask him for their name. You're like, yeah, so you're in here all the time. I figure I might as well know who you are. Yeah. And I introduce myself and I'm friendly with people. And, you know, and, and I think that that's, I had one person come up and he's like, no, no, I got to work with him. He's the, he's the, I don't even get commission yet. So I'm like, no, no, go over here. That's all. <laughs> if it was next month. Yeah. yeah come over here. <laughs> um, I, I sold uh, a spider valve. Yeah. The Wagner used ones, to, right. Two twelve. Let me tell you they something. They do sound I good. killer. I'm not disputing that. The guy played. The guy played through it with a little two hundred fifty dollar Jackson, and he's like, "Oh, I think it's gonna sound like crap. Spider no, no, sucks. No, 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 no. Line six sucks." And I said, "I said, listen, I don't, I don't have firsthand experience with this, but I'm going by what my co-host said on my the podcast. Spider valves are pretty good. Sit down and try this. He bought it too, didn't he? And he tried it. And he was like, he bought it. He was like, he was gonna put it on layaway. I mean, he he said." Man, this thing smokes. He bought it. He bought the dude, warranty. Dude, dude. He bought the and those amps. You don't see them a lot for that reason because they're pretty cool. But yeah, if anything goes bad in that preamp, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's why sure I told him to get the warranty. The, the warranty. I said, you want yeah, but this the, those things warranty. are pretty cool. I, I actually really like those. It's one of the few things I think Line Six has done really well in the amplification. So yeah, yeah, and it sounded killer. It had it had. What um let's see, clean uh twelve different channels of sound. Cause each one has two voices, an orange voice and a and a blue voice. You can click through it. I thought it really sounded good. And that insane one, he was on the insane one. I thought, oh, I guess this is gonna sound like crap. This sounded really good. I was surprised. I was shocked. I don't I was, know about I was I don't know about the shocked. insane setting sounding good, but uh the problem it's not the insane setting. Well, no, it's he, the fact that anybody who uses the insane setting likes to put the gain it like all the way up. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, like, had him, like two, I had him take know? the, I said the, yeah, I had the gain like almost at zero. It was way down. You, I you said, you're going to the dots. You were on like the second dot. <laughs> and he was afraid. He was afraid. Oh, I'm not going to be able to be heard. It's got the valve power said, stage. Right, I probably shouldn't. I probably shouldn't do this. But here you go. Did they tell? And uh, I put right. that thing. You work at Guitar Center. I got to ask you. Four. Anyway. Did they tell you that you can't turn stuff up in there? No, I didn't no. think so. No. And also, um, so we had a oh this poor. Oh, kid. you told me. He yeah, that was on last week's episode. Orange. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the kid that sat down yeah. and the amp was already turned all the way up. Um, we yeah, dude. I sat in the platinum <laughs> room at the Arlington Heights location, which is not very big. It's smaller than the room I'm sitting in now. And he, they had a, two, a Fender Twin there, and the dude had it on like five. It was set to stun. I was like, oh my god! And and he just just he starts playing. I'm like, <laughs> I just stood there. I was like, dude, come on. I, I I don't have ears in. Like I had to tell him. I was like, man, I I, yeah. I know you got to hear this thing. I'm like, can you wait until I walk out of the room? I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I'm like, you're damaging my hearing yeah. right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Go, I don't care if you damage right your ahead, own. But, don't but damage like, not, not me. Come on. And so, yeah, I know we're coming up to care. two and a quarter. So um, 
the last thing that that I want to talk about we we had an interesting story that there was a kid that came in that wanted to try we had a we had a in the platinum room we have a guitar that's personally signed by okay. Paul McCartney and uh this kid's a huge Beatles Beatles nut <laughs> No Beatles nut I, I didn't get it muted I'm I, sorry it's going to be compressed anyway um Anyway, huge Beatles knot, and he literally went to tears playing on the guitar. It was it was one of the most. It, it's a precious moment because you get to sit a kid down. This kid isn't six, mm-hmm. sixteen years old yet. I don't think he's sixteen. And playing his hero's, you know, signature guitar, and it was. And it. it I mean, when I say signature, I mean personally signed by Paul McCartney. Not. Uh. That stuff kills me though, because it was like, really nice. You know, Paul's not dead. You can still meet him. Like, <laughs> don't the kid, the kid be like crying, be like, "This is so amazing," and I'd be like, "He's not dead. Like, you could meet this dude still. Like, get on the plane. Like, make it happen." <laughs> well, he's he's one of these. I'm starting to open his horizons because he's, I, you know, he's like, he's one of those kids that are still like starstruck by these people. I said. I still put their pants on at the same time. I'm going to start introducing you to people, and you're going to find out that. That they're just people. They're wonderful people. Some, of them, some, of, them, some of them are awful. <laughs> they're rotten. <laughs> just like regular people, some of them are terrible and some of them are nice. And I said, and, and you've got to decide what is nice or not, you know, on your level. But um, he's going to England. His dad is taking him to England to walk right, 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 right. the Abbey Road thing and to get a picture and all the other stuff. And and uh, so I think they might purchase it. So but I, he wants to wait until I have my my commission that's a that's a big commission that's a that's a big one yeah put it on layway i'll put it in the i'll put it in the back room (laughs) all right man uh i have been david i've been jim and tonight we've been practicing practicing guitars. guitars